Welcome to another episode of Danky King, a video game podcast. Je- oh, Jesus. I'm Jesse. And with me, as always, are my wonderful co-host, Max. Hello. And Mike. Hi. And we, we're, hey, we're back. Um, so- <laughs> episode two, but technically three of 2018. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, so this week, uh, <laughs> yes. I, I was thinking, yes. yeah, I'm like, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, that that's, sounds right. That's that right. right. That's technically right. So before we get started with our topics and our, you know, segments and stuff, we just wanted to talk uh, a little bit about something we all got to experience uh, recently mm-hmm. uh, here in Los Angeles, specifically Burbank, Burbank. California. Mm-hmm. Burbank. There was the Burbank. inaugural season, the opening of the Overwatch League. Yep. Week one, stage one. Week yeah. one, stage one at the Blizzard Arena. Uh you know, nearby, and it was in. We uh, the three of us went with some other friends from our gaming group. Yep. And if you follow us on Instagram, you saw some pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on and if Twitch, you don't follow us on Instagram, you should. Yep. Yeah, you so can watch the. the uh, you may have watched some of it on Twitch at the Overwatch yep, uh, channel, or the the browser, the BattleNet client, mm-hmm. also yep. was streaming it. And if you have the Overwatch uh, app. League app, yeah. you can. You can it, watch it so pretty much anywhere. Yeah. So basically, the thing that we want—it was interesting because for us, I think it was the first time any of us had gone to went to a professional esports uh, event, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, where there were actual teams and yep. merchandise, mm-hmm. and you know, it was presented like a sporting event, yeah, um, yeah. Which, which was really fucking cool. Yeah, it was, was really, interesting really cool. to watch because it, it, you know, you look at these players down there, and they're really just doing. You know the same thing that we do almost but every night, but way better. Grand, yeah. Well, way better. One, way more, <laughs> way more skillfully. Number one, yeah. number two, just on this kind of big stage, and there's yeah. commentators yeah. talking about how they play, and there were like color comment. There were different, two different sets of commentators. There was one at a desk that were doing like analysis, and then oh, there were yeah, color yeah. commentary during the match. Which yeah, yeah, was kind of strange to me. Yeah, but yeah, uh, the, it, it's funny because like it's we're, we weren't at a stadium per se. No, but it was a uh, it was an old sound stage. It was an old sound stage. It was the Jay Leno where they used to do the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Yeah, um, yeah. In the NBC building. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I would say uh, they had like stadium seats that sat about 350 people. Yeah. And then there were like yeah. a, a cluster of chairs in the front. In the front. Yeah. In front of the, uh, the, <coughs> the, the athletes. The I'm actually wearing my hoodie right now. Yeah, I have it. You I'm had it sure. on. I had it on. But uh, yeah, we, we bought now some Now Max merch. is naked. <laughs> Yeah, I just take um, off my clothes when I podcast. But it was it was interesting to I, I it was just fascinating that like like Insider how far info. uh kind of esports have gone. Now I know Dota's been doing this forever, League of Legends has yeah, been doing this. CS and Go like, was yeah. like, you know, but it was the first one that all of us kind of played collectively, a game that we all played yeah. together. And it was a game that we play regularly mm-hmm. we understand the 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 metrics of it mm-hmm. the terminology the the characters and all that stuff and uh until recently started playing in a more competitive level yeah um it was kind of surreal to see it on screen with everybody else that was really enthusiastic about the yeah game. yeah there were people cheering and reacting yeah, yeah the the thing that was actually interesting to me because i went in with no real i mean obviously being from la la the any LA team that's playing, I'm yeah, fucking you're just root gonna cheer for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't give a shit. It's uh, just that's they went what up it is. against Seoul. Yeah, yeah. Shame. Well, that's um, a whole different topic. That's that we'll a whole other later. conversation I want to talk to you later. Uh, later. But yeah. yeah, I mean, essentially, it was it was interesting because there were fans like so. Basically, we got to see Philly, Houston, Seoul, 
um, New York, London, London, mm. Los Angeles, and was that it? Well, it was three matches, right? Well, New uh, you already said New York, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Houston Fusion, the Houston uh, the Outlaws, Houston Outlaws, Outlaws Philly, Philadelphia Soul Dynasty, Soul Dynasty, uh, New is, York Excelsiors, uh-huh. and which is the Los dumbest Angeles fucking Atlanta. name ever. I'm just <laughs> gonna call it. Yeah, but like nobody even called them that because just even the common, yeah, the even Excels. the commentators yeah. knew how fucking dumb that name was. Yeah, and plus the logo is uh, garbage. Yeah, yeah. Well, garbage, garbage. But they're a real good team. They're, They're a very good team. Pine. 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 Pine and uh, that other dude. I forgot his name. No, the other dude. <laughs> Taimu is uh, Valiant. I Valiant, think. yeah. yeah. Um, which we didn't see the Valiant or we didn't see the um, uh, the Dallas team, right? Oh, no, we Dallas didn't see team? the Dallas one. Yeah, and then there's all... What's the Dallas team? Fuel. Okay, yeah, the and Dallas then there's fuels. the Mayhem. Yeah, we didn't mm-hmm. see Florida. Yeah, Florida Fusion. Because here's the thing with the Overwatch League. It, it sounds like a mixed drink. Yeah, when you like go lowest tier right now. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> like when you go, you're only going to see um, three matches. Now there's different rounds in those matches, or three different sets of teams, three different sets of 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 matchups. Yeah, 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 three yeah. matchups, yeah. three matchups, and there's different rounds in those matchups. Yeah, and there's an average. Well, there are four matchups. Yeah, and no matter what, if you lose, like usually it's like best out of three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in this case, you have to play four because yeah, play all four, yeah. points for the matches you get do come into play, not necessarily immediately, mm-hmm. but at a later point. Yeah. So when yeah. stage one is done, they'll add up all the points and say, here's who, yeah. here's the ranking. Yeah, I think it's interesting, so. too, because we, we, we're, we're essentially watching the birth of kind of this league. Like, they, they're it's still totally trying to the figure it out. League. Yeah, yep. Yep. this specifically. There, yeah. Of course, there are other esports tournaments yeah. or organizations yeah. that have been around. They know mm-hmm. what they're doing. Uh, Overwatch League is specifically just for Overwatch, yeah. catering to people who are very good professional at Overwatch. And, like, they're trying to create a, you know, professional sports atmosphere for these teams. Yeah. They're franchises that have... Well, they're, they're also know, protecting the players. They, yeah. they have certain rules and regulations that come into yeah. it uh, about how much you have to pay, giving healthcare, healthcare. That, that lodging. was the yeah. major thing about this particular league because this is a league that's been built from the ground up by Blizzard. Yeah. And unlike League of Legends and even CSGO, which had unofficial tournaments in the past before the company itself gave its blessings, mm-hmm. this was incepted completely by the company and they're coming at it from a corporate view of taking care of the players, yeah. yep. creating a forcing uh, a standard for esports mm-hmm. because there, until then there hasn't been any standards right. on quality of life, any sort of protocol on how well, these... That's- I mean, that's part of the problem, though. Is like Absolutely. if you look at like some of the documentaries that are out yep. there. I mean, these kids play 17, 18 hours a day yep. to try to get better and yep. become the best at the game. They're not provided food. They're not provided right. water. They're expected yeah. to be taking care of yeah. themselves. It, it, but how do you hold a job? Absolutely. To make any They're money? Young, most likely young kids just turns eighteen. You know, nineteen mm-hmm. have no concept of. You know, logistics right. have no concept of what's legal, what's not. Yep. They're just happy to be there. It's almost like taking Oh, you get to pay, play video games all the time. Yeah. It, yeah. That's it, a fucking when I'm seventeen, sixteen. Oh, yeah, you know, like, like $100 a, uh, yeah. a day would be phenomenal as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, 
and and that's what happened in like the later uh the early 2000s you know a lot of these mm-hmm. kids that were provided lodging on paper it sounded great but yeah. uh, a lot of these houses you know uh, there were horror stories about yeah, how some just, of these houses have no heat they're just factories yeah they're yeah. just like you know provided ramen noodles you mm-hmm. know it's like oh we they weren't allowed them, to go out they weren't allowed yeah. to go out like there were you know provided subpar computer you know c- computers to you know mm-hmm. play and they practice and stuff like that and they would perform poorly and then they yeah. would just get dropped with no yeah. sort of repercussion by the, the uh, companies yeah but anyway uh, we'll, we, I think we're going to talk a little bit yeah, more we'll about have, the league we'll in have a more minute. details um, about the league a little yeah. bit later but we just wanted to say yeah it was cool it was, it was really very neat. cool uh, I would recommend if you're in Los Angeles or if you're in the even, uh, Burbank even if area you're not and you or can watch, it, on watch it online yeah. I mean the one thing Blizzard does most does much better than most other gaming companies is they know how to present something. Yes. If, yeah. if you have ever tuned into BlizzCon, they know how to put on a fucking yeah. show. It was yeah. very professional. It, it was, was very, very professional. professional. I, I looked around, I'm like, oh, it's like a normal they, TV recording. They have these right gorgeous like, walls. Yeah. Which yeah, I think those we, are cool. we posted yeah. a few images of. So basically right before the game would start, they would put the map, whether it was like yeah. Voskaya. I mean, we didn't get to see Voskaya, but like... It's Junkertown. Yeah, Junkertown. Uh, and they did these murals. Yeah. And it, they went into the world, and you get to see around on this in gigantic screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just absolutely fucking beautiful. It was but con- consistent with their whole storytelling mechanic, which yes. is, I think, their biggest uh, yeah. is advantage. They're, they're one of the strongest companies yeah. at that. Yeah. But anyway, if you get a chance, you want to check it out. They, they Everything is free and live yep. when they do it online. If you can make it here in Burbank, it's like 30 bucks. But here's the thing. We went on the very first week. Yes. On a Saturday, Stage which one. is like one of the yeah. biggest weeks. Yep. Um, they told us at the event the next two Saturdays were sold out. Yep. Yeah. I'm assuming that is something like if we want tickets again, we're going to have to buy way in advance. So yeah. if you yeah. want tickets. I thought we get it in a weekday or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah. It, but either way, if you want to check it out and you can check it out live, I highly encourage you to do so. You maybe don't need to spend the full day. No, yeah. That, yeah, that was the thing. My only complaint about the event itself it was, was it was a little long. Yeah. Like, it was about um, six hours. Six hours. Yeah, yep. and yep. I, I passed three at anything. I'm sorry. And, like, whoa. Okay, and apparently that know. Saturday was a bit of a shorter day. Really? Yeah, really? Apparently, sometimes four matches. Okay. Wow. Well, some people some people showed up at near the end because yep. they just wanted to see the LA Gladiators. Right. Yep. Um, which makes sense. But I think it, it's nice. I'm glad we went. I'm glad for the first time. 100% glad but we went. But I, I would the next time I would go, the only reason I would go to see it live is yeah. if it was the finale, like I, the final I, matches. Yeah. Or yeah. I mean, I would I'd go. like to go um, to me, I'd like to go once a stage. I would yeah, like to go check I, it out I, once a stage. You, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think Jesse's I, like, yeah, you guys, you can guys go, go for that. I'll, I'll stay yeah. home and watch it on Twitch and cheer <laughs> for you only guys. Only because um, of how close it is. I to know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so much time, and yeah. I'm an, I'm an introverted guy. Like it takes a lot out of me. It is be, exhausting. Yeah. It's However. Just, <laughs> The seven hot dollar hot dog. Oh yeah, that's what. How much it was? It was seven dollars for the hot yeah. dog. Uh, yeah, I paid thirteen dollars for a hot dog and a thing of nachos. Oh god! But I mean, you're at a sporting event. That's what yeah, you're yeah, it was yeah, good. That's good. I just, won't argue. I think they were, they were okay. Cheaper. Than say going to LA Lakers. Oh yeah, game. like a Dodger dog. I think yeah. it's like nine or ten. Minutes. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, but the hot dogs was funny because like you could just tell they just heated them up in a fucking microwave, and they sold there. out. Like, they did. And they, they sold had to out. get more. Yeah, and then, they got more. But anyway, we're gonna talk about more about Overwatch <laughs> League in a minute. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the show. Let's just okay. do it. So here we go. Welcome, welcome to the show. 
Wait. Wait, you gotta take a break, though, oh, because yeah, we gotta, gotta do break. the intro. That's, I, welcome to the show, and then the intro is gonna play. Oh. Time for Danky King's podcast. Do 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 do. Game talk, friends talk, drinking beer. Do 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 do. Except for Jesse, he does not drink any booze at all. Max and Mike will drink until there is no beer at all. Now it's time to start the show, so kick back, sit back, let us blow your Welcome back. Okay, so um we so last week I felt really bad. Max kind of got the shaft on his segment um, just because we <laughs> we ran a little long. We had stuff to do. Mike and I had to go. So unfortunately, Max had to like cram his huge. So I got a forty-one then, minute segment. <laughs> Jesse got a thirty-four yeah, minute segment, and yeah. Max got eight. Eight, eight, <laughs> eight minutes. Our intro segment was like thirteen minutes, yeah. and Max got eight. Yeah. So we're gonna make that up to we're, Max today. Yeah. So Max gonna, is gonna. Kick off. We're actually right. going to start with with Max's mishmash of drunkenness. Oh, well, Max is drunk again. Well, I got things to say. <gasps> All right, Max. All right, so <laughs> here back. we go. Here we're we go. Back. Uh, so, Max, tell us what's jazz. in your your mishmash of drunkenness this week. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, this is weird because I should be a lot more drunk by the time we get to this. But we uh, gotta make up for we gotta make up for last week. Well, you I gotta make up. For we it. got so that. many Finish emails. That now. We got so many emails. <laughs> people were like, "I want to hear about more so many emails. emails. So many emails. <laughs> I want to hear Max Nobody ramble. Nobody can fucking prove we didn't. So whatever. Uh, well, I mean, prove uh, it. Do it. Go hack our email and find out. Uh, There's two topics then. <laughs> okay, uh, here we go. We'll start with the Overwatch one. You which don't is have perfect. any more topics to make up more than eight minutes. I have plenty of things to say about. <laughs> the Overwatch League. Thank you very much. Okay, yeah, so we so, talked a little bit about in the intro with the Overwatch League. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um, really quick, uh, enjoy the crap out of it. It was the first time I've any of us have been into this stadium-like setting mm-hmm. uh, surrounded by really exciting people yeah. that are excited about the game that we play. What was interesting about it, though, uh, <laughs> an observation that you probably would have made if you watched the stream is how many... Koreans are playing in yes. all of these teams. Now, if you look the, at the, the, the London, London Spitfire, Spitfire. <laughs> they are all Koreans. Every single player is Korean. And there, yeah. it's to a point uh, where, and the only reason I know this is because I happen to follow this YouTuber named Stylosa in Units Lost Gaming, yeah. uh, who does a lot of Overwatch coverage. Mm-hmm. And he got invited to become the British ambassador oh. for the London Spitfire, which is odd. <laughs> uh, but it turns out the video that he had where everyone was meeting each other, none of them spoke English. <laughs> none of them spoke English. Yeah. Uh, he actually brought certain materials from Britain, like the spotted dick, the, the canned yeah. food and stuff like mm-hmm. that, which they thought was hilarious. Uh, none of them understood any British culture. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very clear. And that was very interesting yeah, to me. Also, the New York... Uh-huh. Excelsiors yep. are nine. I think all, another all Korean. I think they're all Korean. Yeah. Yeah. Korean, and it's like that's fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But you got to realize it's like I look at the Overwatch League like the NHL. Yeah, 
where you can draft people from anywhere. It's right. not just an I American mean, League. Yeah, you, but you I can mean, do the, uh, anything. Sure. And the, it's just best players win. Yes. Best players get in. You yes. get the offers. So like baseball's it, it, the same way. Though. Baseball's yeah. same way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, hockey and baseball. Football is kind of like that, isn't it? Kind of. It's just football isn't a, as a prevalent sport it's, outside it's, of America. Yeah, it's right. mostly because football uh, or fo- soccer. Soccer's huge. Yeah, yeah soccer's yeah. huge. But I mean, I think football doesn't. It does, and there's people who are there are Canadians from, that play. On, well, it's yeah. not even just that. There's there's kids from Africa and stuff. Yeah. But it's mostly yeah. people who have moved to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And to they go gone to college, college in the yeah. U.S. and played okay. on college the NCAA football teams. teams. Okay, or like um, so. There's a certain amount of exposure to the local. Yes. Yeah, in uh, there's kind of like there's like a unspoken kind of ladder you climb in football, where it's like mm-hmm. you go to college, you play on one of the major mm-hmm. college teams, then you get drafted into the NFL. Yeah. It's like you can't just show up from another country and just be like, I'm playing in the NFL. You yeah, have yeah. To, you have yeah, to earn your stripes. Baseball you know, is really yeah. big in Asia yep. and in like South America. Yeah, yeah. so they recruit a lot of people so- from soccer exactly the same it's yeah like it's, it's the huge uk and, and europe and, and, and yeah, yeah europe and all that and yeah. so uh overwatch I, ch- I think of overwatch league like that where yeah. it's like it's a worldwide uh game mm-hmm. and anyone can be drafted but that just means like it goes to show as of right now this could change over the course of a few years the best players right now some of the best yes. are korean players yes which is not a huge surprise most of the best players are yeah korean most players, of the I best would, i would yeah. wager mm-hmm. um and and you know, it's interesting. I, I think it's both. Um, uh, uh, there was an article I was reading on Kotaku. We're going to mention Kotaku a lot in this mm-hmm. podcast because we mm-hmm. all like it very much. But um, there was an interesting article on Kotaku talking about how, out of all the games so far, yeah. more than half of all the matches mm-hmm. have been 4 0 blowouts. Uh, and most yeah. of those have come by the hands of all Korean teams yep. to mixed or non Korean playing mm-hmm. player teams. And I think the thing is, like, this, I remember I told you guys about it. That was a skepticism I read a lot going in. People were like, oh, yeah, the Overwatch League sounds great. But right now, it seems like there's an imbalance in skill set between certain teams, especially teams that are mostly Korean players, Mm -hmm. that really fucking know the game and know it well and play it expertly. Um, And I think it's a lot of it's just like global exposure to the game. It's kind of also the thing. It was a conversation I was having with Kristen that I think the Overwatch League year one we're not going to see a lot of changes no. between now and the end of the season. Agree, and there's going to be June, I believe. Yeah. So two to three thing. dominant forces yeah. in the league yeah. that just go. I mean, I, I will be surprised if Seoul gets beat. Yeah, that Seoul Dynasty is probably the most uh, highly touted team right now. Yeah. Uh, Houston, uh, the Houston. Uh, outlaws. outlaws are actually kind of like a loose cannon in the sense that their comp or the 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 comp that they run is actually so it's like a non-traditional it's what a non-traditional be cons- yeah it's like, non-traditional yeah, or absolutely. not meta. yeah um they actually were able to they were uh, they went up against the excelsiors yes we were there yeah and they actually were able to win a round yeah against the excelsiors but then they eventually uh, right yeah they, beaten, i think what happened like, is the excelsiors adjusted and understood that okay this isn't typical because mm-hmm. i think match one they went in with the standard meta build yeah. of they're on defense we're on attack how do we win this yeah, yeah. And they didn't win it because yeah. they didn't understand what they were doing. And mm-hmm. another thing I was I was reading about is like a lot of these Korean God players. God is Jake dreamy. Oh Jake! Oh, Jake. Oh. Um, <laughs> a lot right. of 
a lot of uh, there were a lot of like people in the crowd who were just into some of those players, like like cutesy, like, like oh yeah, it's kind I of mean, adorable how into those players it, they were. It, but, oh, I saw one girl when they were going through the Soul Dynasty, like one of the guys they were introducing yeah, the players, yeah. and she turned to her friend. She's like, "Oh my god, he is so cute," and I'm like. How fucking bizarre is this? <laughs> okay, so that, wait, wait, real quick before you get to that, I don't want to derail you, but like, I was gonna say is like, I read that the these Korean players, yeah. they've played in other major tournaments before. Before Overwatch League was a thing, they yeah. played oh, on yeah. teams that were professional and they Absolutely. trained. A lot of the American teams are people from like uh, uh, Europe or like whatever. They haven't played professionally yeah, before. Yeah. They are, they're just really good players, it's, and they're not used to playing on a team, or they're not used to playing in these big spotlight type scenarios. Absolutely, it's worth mentioning that uh, culturally, Korea is best suited for creating uh, e sports they athletes. Are. They um, have amazing teams. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it comes now, from the 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 history of picking up esports at a very very. Uh, early stages yeah. of esports, like where there was a story about how you know they they lacked certain content on um, broadcast, yeah. so they started picking yeah. up esports <laughs> like StarCraft Two or yeah. StarCraft, you yeah. know, and and it just became ingrained in their culture that you were not somebody, you were a nobody until you started playing esports and you were yeah. good at it, and that was the measurement of status in that country. Yeah, as a result, everyone there. Coupled with the you know that whole stereotype of Asians study hard and have mm. everything's methodical, everything's like like try hard and all that stuff. Yeah. As a result, you know they dominate a lot of the StarCraft, Dota to kind of environment. Yeah. You know, uh, Counter Strike not so much because Brazil is kind of in yeah, there yeah. as well, but. Overwatch is no exception to that. Yeah. Like they yeah. are they they there to they win have it. the experience right yeah. now, and I think that's what we were saying earlier. Is like a lot of these teams, like the Houston Outlaws or like the Philly Fuel, like people that aren't used to playing. It's gonna take a year, maybe two, for them to my, get used to concern, playing on a team. My only yeah. concern is is that like you look at Houston mm-hmm. and there's people from other countries yes, on that team, there are. Mm-hmm. but they are. A bunch of pale white guys. Yeah, and then you have one player who doesn't speak English. Yeah, and it's like, how do you communicate? Like, oh how yeah, do you, like, uh, the gladiator. Yeah, gladiator. There was a single was Korean guy. One Korean player. Yeah. yeah. Well, they they did have another Korean player who also spoke English though. Right. Yes. And I'm yeah. assuming he did have a slight accent, which to me said, "Okay, you speak Korean." So basically, you're a translator. Yeah, that was my thing. Yeah. That was my thought on that. But my my concern with it is is that if the American or or non I shouldn't even say the American the non Korean teams because yeah. I really hope we start to see teams from around the world. Me too. I because like right to now it seems in. like we have Seoul. Yep, and then we have a shitload of U.S. teams yeah. that are filled with Korean players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no Chinese yeah, team. There's no, no European. No team. Japanese that's, players. That's Japanese players. Like, like, yeah, there's, like, there's what is it? Is he either from Norway or Sweden? Yeah, dude. There's one Swedish on, player. On yeah, yeah. The bushy beard team. guy or no? No, no there's no. a blonde haired dude. It's who, a like, young kid yeah. on the and there's Elliot an article. Elliot? He's Canadian. No, no. no, no this the, is the Houston team. Houston team. Okay. Yeah. So basically, there was an article that I think I think either Lawson or Darren posted mm-hmm. um, on Discord for us okay. that oh. he, he basically his dad let him drop out of school 
in oh, order to play. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. on the Houston Outlaws now, yeah. and he was 17 when he dropped out of school. He's 19 now, <laughs> yeah, and he's a professional player. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's, but like, these are what young, I would love to see kids, yeah. is oh, so young. They're all so young, but I would start to love. I'd love to start seeing European teams because yes. London. Actually, there was London. Yep. London was represented by Korean kids. <laughs> yes. Uh, Korea was obviously represented by Seoul Dynasty. Yep. Seoul yeah. Dynasty was represented by a Korean. Yeah. And New York was represented. And then every other team, I feel like, had at least a little balance. Um, Houston was the opposite end of the spectrum. I think Houston was trying to say, like, were Americans with or like they just one, couldn't all the best Korean players got snatched up and then they couldn't afford yeah, exactly. Korean players. Um, like, but it's one of those expensive. things that I would love to expensive. see a a I and I think it will grow. I think yeah. there is a big opportunity for yeah. this marketplace I, to grow. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. My my biggest concern is though is now looking at the season one, I hope the owners yeah. aren't too reactionary that's a fear and yeah. start oh. just Ju- recruiting dumping. Yeah, yeah. Nothing dumping everybody else and start recruiting Koreans uh, because yeah. I think a lot of those players on I mean you just watch the play style of some of these guys and if they buy into their players and say okay what went wrong yeah how do we fix it and then we train for it I heard a really sad in the vein of what you're talking about yeah. I heard a really sad story mm. that um this is in the same article where they said half of the teams are blowouts. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was after or before the Florida game, the Mayhem game, but apparently Florida and uh, some other teams trained from like 10.30 in the morning mm-hmm. until midnight Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they feel they're so far behind. The Korean teams and the higher echelon, Valiant, you know, yeah. the higher teams, the outlaws – that they're just there's no way to bridge that skill gap. Yep. So this season is just yeah. going to be a dominant four teams, and then everyone else is kind of yeah. you know, picking up scraps at the bottom. That's kind of what everyone's talking about. Like yeah. there's one of the interviews of the Fusion, actually, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the Philadelphia. No, Dallas Fusion, Philadelphia. Oh no, Fusion. You're right. Yeah. Philly, Philly Fusion. Philly Fusion. Dallas. Yeah. They're Fuel, like right, the bottom yeah. tier, and and uh, one of the guys said like, look. You know, we're um, feeling things out, yeah. and clearly we need to... Um, this was kind of <clears throat> off the interview, but one of the teammates were saying like how they have to practice like the Koreans. Like mm-hmm. That is the yeah. standard. Well, and that's I, the thing, is like, if they... I'm, I'm hoping that is the case, that the owners say, okay, maybe we didn't prepare properly. Where do we adjust? I think a longer we, preseason would help. It's, it's the it's the mentality. Yeah. I By think a couple is weeks, the biggest thing. Yeah. I, I don't think it's because pr- to practice like a Korean yeah. is like saying to you know uh, to not to further a stereotype, but to understand math like an Asian. Yeah, like it is their life. Yeah, it is what they do from crib to grave. Yeah. That is what they do. It's a singular purpose, very efficient. There's not nothing like balance. There's no balance. There's no like work, uh, social life. This is their now, life. This is yeah. their life. Not only now, is it their life, but it is the only purpose in their life. Yeah. Now, here is a question for you. Yes. Do you think we are a year or two off from other people catching up, or do you think we are a generation off? Because to me, it sounds like these kids who were 19, 20, 21 on yeah. the Korean teams, they've been doing this since they were five. Yeah, I when yeah. the US and American market it may have been 9 10 11 12 mm-hmm. and that's when they played video games with their buddies it is, and didn't practice to be a professional esports player I, because it, 10 yeah. years ago 
e- professional esports wasn't a thing. It's for a American. Thing. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. And and ironically, it has more to do with their parents than themselves, because their parents in Korea will not blink twice mm-hmm. for the, supporting their kid. Like some of these esports kids had to either you know get kicked out of their house yeah. or mm-hmm. like somehow like um, sneak past their parents. Like there was this one story about this kid that's. You know, a Call of Duty professional yeah. player had to buy a second Xbox. So when his dad went, because his dad would take yeah. the first Xbox to work, so he couldn't play until you know, like, and then he just brought out the second Xbox. So it's it's a generational thing, but it has less to do with the actual players, but the parents that are supporting these kids. The Koreans yeah. are already like their parents are already like that's part of their culture. Yeah, once a kid mm-hmm. decides, yeah, all right, this is what like, I want to do. Is, their parents are like, okay, it's as if like saying, oh, dad, mom, and dad, I want to be a lawyer. It's yeah, like, okay, I support you. These are mm-hmm. the steps I need to take. Oh, mom and dad, I want to be an esports. They player. will make cool. you practice. Well, I, I think yeah. that's the like, thing though. That, that yeah, is the, the parents will be like, you're staying in tonight, and you're mm-hmm. practicing. But your if you're going to do it, you're <laughs> yeah. going to be the best. Yeah, like, exactly. There's no middle ground. Absolutely. You either, you either are not good or yeah. you are the best. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, it's the same with any like artistical, uh, artistic, artistical endeavor. This is the artistical podcast with Max Repka. But you know, it's like any endeavor. Like if you, if your child wants to be an actor. Yeah. And you understand the risk of it. It's an all or nothing thing. I uh, yeah. You have to like either support it all mm-hmm. the way, even though as an American parent you want to be like, oh, okay, well have a backup. See, this is the thing. That's I hope that's dying out slowly. I hope the mentality of parents telling their children, well, you can try and follow your dreams, but you really yeah. should think of a more stable career. It's like I hope I hope that kind of falls it's, away and just being like. Anything it's, you do yeah, now I will make it you money. Almost anything, you know. Yeah. You, you have know, to think like, the people who are now pressure. coming up in our generation, and yeah. I, I know there's bigger issues, and I don't <laughs> want to get into them. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, not yeah. for but this like, podcast. You, you think about all the people we know. Yeah. yeah. And you think about our buddy Max. Yeah. And he has a daughter now. Mm-hmm. And he's in the entertainment industry. His mm-hmm. wife's in the entertainment industry. They're be- both very open-minded people. Um, and if their daughter said, oh, I want to professionally play video games, yeah, they'd be like, okay, how yeah. do we help you? Yeah. and you we're know, just, it's, I, I still feel like knowing them personally, I think they'd be like, that's great. We will support you. However, you if yeah, it doesn't yeah. pan out, you should have, have a backup. The backup. And I think yeah. that's like... The mentality that is completely different between the U.S. and the Koreans. Yes, absolutely. What makes Koreans that much more superior? Yeah, is that they will bet all their chips, mm-hmm. all their chips on this thing and only this thing because not only, and, and in a sense, that desperation, not having that safety blanket, will allow them to be like, "Oh crap, I have to practice I eighteen hours." Yeah, day. this is a do or die thing. If I'm mm-hmm. not the best, I will starve. Yeah, I will be on the streets. My parents will disown me. Yeah, it'll be over. Here, it's like, oh, you know, if it doesn't show, you know, if it doesn't pan yeah. out, at least you can get that job at Wendy's or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very interesting because unlike other sports, where again, where there is a path, mm-hmm. there is a trajectory. Yeah. I play divisionals. I play yeah. this and this, and then eventually I make it to the NBA or or I make it to the MLB or I make it to so- you know yeah. the soccer organizations. It's like. I have a path. Esports right now, there is no path. You just play the game, and if you get noticed, or yep. if you get good enough, you'll get on a team, and then yeah, that's like kind of hit. Like, well, I you think know. if you hit, like, top 500, yeah. people start, I mean, because I feel, like, you, like, I feel like, especially now, yeah. that if you hit top 500 in Overwatch, no matter what system you're playing on, 
sports teams start looking at you. Yeah, like yeah. The, the the professional teams will look at you and say, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and yeah. it's interesting. It's like, and of course, I think this goes without saying. All this was on PC. Yeah, like, there is no console version. No, of there is no console version. Which I think it's fine. I mean, I think if you hit top five hundred of a console. Mm-hmm. You're pretty damn good, and you have a good understanding of yeah. the game. Yeah. The so, question uh, then becomes: Can you convert? Translate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can it? Does so, it translate for you? Kind of to wrap. Well, one more. You had one more. We talked about it a while ago, but like you, you were mentioning when Mike said that that one girl thought that the Korean player was cute. Oh was yeah, surreal. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so this is kind of an aside. Okay. And, and it was explained to me that this is actually a phenomenon. We'll wrap it up after, um, after this. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh, every Korean player that came out, with an exception of probably three players. They all looked exactly the same. Now, oh, here yes. is, yeah, and this yeah. is a remark I Let's made. Let's explain what you mean by that. Yeah, so uh, they all had bold haircuts. They all had the same hairline. They all had round glasses. And it was explained to me later on that actually that is a thing in Korea. Like, if there is a style that takes off, everyone it. does it. Everybody and I'm like, it. oh, okay. In so that's South the thing. Korea. Let's <laughs> yeah, preface okay. it. South in Korea, South yeah. Korea. Yeah. North Korea doesn't get much of a choice, but no. South Korea. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think the last thing I wanted to add to that was, like, the difference between the biggest difference. Yeah. Between esports and regular sports is the age difference. Yes, we are huge. talking about eighteen-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Some as low as like what some, 16, 17 I mean, it year used old, to right? be with, you without, have to be eighteen I without think, regulation. Yeah, they yeah. were like down to like fifteen and sixteen-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. But it has so much to do with your reflex, with your mm-hmm. you know uh, your reaction time, and that is the biggest thing. You're talking about massive amounts of money and pressure. To these kids, they are which children. Which is different yeah. than the, you know, the the um, the basketball team, the college basketball well, keep, team. Yeah, and keep in mind, like they're going through their formative years, so to speak, in college play. Absolutely. So they're they're still in college and they're learning. Mm-hmm. And they, you know what? I hate to say it, but like it's true. There's a much better support system mm-hmm. for college players than there are for someone just diving right into a major sport. Yeah, it's like yeah. like despite the controversy of the. Um, well, there's also like with with college players, you have the social aspect yes. of it as well. Yeah, yeah. That like college football players are the stars yes. of their college. Yeah. So it's you get the revere, you get all of that. I think a lot of the esports players are sequestered. Yes. And stuck in a room or a house mm-hmm. for eighteen to twenty hours a yeah. day yep. playing this game. And the the they the only time they really get the the recognition is going to something like this. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. And, or, or when they Twitch stream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As right. some, oh, that's the other thing. Yeah. The Twitch stream. Some of them have massive Twitch audiences. Absolutely. Already. I mean, had them over a couple of years. It's the idea that you a lot of these athletes don't get Fine. their money through uh, winning tournaments, yeah. but rather merchandising. Yeah. Kind of similar to a lot of these the, the NFL. They don't get money by people buying tickets although it does make up a it sum goes of money towards, yeah. a lot of it comes from jerseys yep. from mm-hmm. licensing mm-hmm. a lot of like you know like that's why sponsorship. the sponsorship sponsorship yeah. yeah i think they i think it's a requirement by blizzard to pay i think it's 50,000 yep. a year which it's okay if you're Depends living you live. if you're yeah. living on yeah. someone else's dime so basically if you live in a house because yep. one of the requirements another requirement by blizzard was to provide housing which if you look at before blizzard came into it and i'm sure it's still rampant in korea on other games but essentially before blizzard came in they would pay you a salary Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. but then you had to pay them money back for food and yeah, yeah. Shelter. It was almost like a Absolutely. union fee. It yeah. was well, like a it's, team it's not even that. It, it goes back to like the 1800s when you worked in like <laughs> the, the coal mine yeah. of like they would pay you in local money yeah. and you would only be able to buy with that money right, from their yeah. store. Exactly. And that's where it becomes um, a fucked up situation. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean it's it's an it's, in, it's, I'm glad Blizzard's doing what they're doing. I yeah. think they're starting to start a thing where people are going to say, "Well, if you don't want to pay me and I'm really good at video games, I'm just going to join Overwatch League." Yeah. Yep. Like I'll find a team and get so, good at that game. So uh, yeah, I think we're going to keep a very close eye. Yep. On the Overwatch League. Yep. And I think your next topic, Max, uh, actually ties into as well. Technically, the first bit of Danky news. Oh yeah. Uh, but we're going to combine. I guess well, this first topic kind of combines the two. Well, I mean, um, we were going to mention this in Danky News. I think if we're talking about it here, we don't really need to mention it in Danky News okay. because we'll, we can cover it here. All right, Max, so sure. what, what, your next topic. Uh, the next topic, real quick, is something that recently came up. Nintendo. It is a the company that I called? actually don't really talk about all that yeah. much, but it, their recent announcement intrigued me so much. Uh, Nintendo is known for their innovation. By that, I mean doing stuff that no other console market seems ever. to ever will, do. Yeah. They came out with the Nintendo Labo, which I have no idea what that <laughs> word means or <laughs> associated with. I, yeah. But what's amazing about it is it's a peripheral that you can buy that interacts uh, with the Nint- using the Nintendo uh, controllers. The Joy-Cons. And in, the yeah. Joy-Cons as well as the... Um, the switch itself. The switch yeah. itself, yeah. Yep. Uh, what's distinctly unique about it is, it is made out of cardboard. Uh, there are two. There are two tiers. There is the sixty nine ninety nine uh, tier, which allows you to create things like the uh, cardboard uh, fishing pole, yeah, cardboard piano, which is probably the more sophisticated one, and the cardboard house button with a button in it. Yeah, I don't know what the house thing is. And, and basically, there are things that you physically buy and you. It comes in a sheet, you pop it out, and you physically create, put your Joy-Con in, it uses the infrared in order to uh, read the movements of these physical things, which interacts with the Switch itself. Which is great, but like, I'll, quick caveat, yeah. with the issues I've had with the Joy-Cons connecting to the Switch, mm-hmm. I wonder how much of a pain in the ass this thing's going to be I, I think it, for a lot of people, Yeah, but that's just me. It, it's, like, it's interesting yeah. because it might be okay because it is enclosed in a space. Because right. Basically, the Joy-Con doesn't have any distractions from walls or right. anything like that. Right. It is enclosed in a smallish like box, more or less a box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's one sixty nine ninety nine that comes with like I believe three different variations with two different or three different uh, software. It, yeah. it also comes with software. And then mm-hmm. there's another one that is a robot. Uh, you can create this robot kit. Yeah, and it's almost like VR, almost, or uh, almost like almost. VR, but not quite. But it is using this low tech to do this high tech kind of thing. Which um, there is something really cool about. It that. is super neat, and yeah. it's all very Nintendo. Yeah, it's my, so my, Nintendo. It's yeah. so Nintendo. My main concern with it, and this is not even, if you've listened to the show, you know my feelings on Nintendo. Even though I bought a fucking Switch, um, <laughs> and the the thought behind it is that my major concern is that I feel like you, for almost the same price, you could have made it out of a cheaper plastic. That would have lasted just as lasted just as long or longer 
The price doesn't bother me knowing that it comes with the software. Yeah. That's I, where, like, that changed my mind. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I was thinking it was, like, $80 for the kit, and then you had to buy the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be outrageous. And that's where it kind of bugged me. Knowing that, I okay. feel a little bit different about it. However, the, the problem I have with cardboard yeah. is that it can get fucked up so easily. Absolutely. It's not very permanent, is it? No. no. Now, no. here's the opposite side of that. Sure. If Nintendo, for somewhere between $10 and $20, has replacement kits for these parts, I would say, okay, I get it. Yeah, especially for, like, these are meant mainly... I mean, it's meant for kids at heart, you know? Like, yeah, kids, kids, kids at heart, yeah. But mainly children. This is meant for yeah. children, really. Um, and they are going to fuck They're going to fuck up. it up. Like, yeah. kids, like, I, I, on Twitter, all I saw were people saying, this is great, adult me loves this, my two-year-old's going to destroy this If kids are going thing. to eat like, fucking eat, Tide Pods... Dude, I just heard about that today. They are, oh going, to, they are going to chew on God. Oh, you just heard about the Tide today, Pods? Today, today. Oh, Sarah, said, uh, my wife texted me, and she's like, hey, did you know that like oh, yeah. they had to send it out an advisory to ask teens? Teenagers not to eat Tide Pods. Oh yeah, it I'm became like, like, what the it was, fuck is if, if wrong you know, with like, people? Yeah, if you know the cinnamon challenge, yeah, like it's become like that. That like that's kids, not that's edible. Yeah. Cinnamon well, is edible. It's a fucking food. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. It is a it is spice a you can eat that you put in food. You could yeah. die if you have too much of it, but still, it is a Don't food. Don't eat shit. You do your laundry. If yeah. you're gonna do it, just go ahead and fucking drink bleach. Hey, can we go back? Oh, to that the- used to be a thing. Too. Yeah, drinking bleach. Yeah, like, that, 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 that is thing. not. Yeah, or hey, remember the milk? Was that challenge? like the old school way of bleaching your butthole? <laughs> I mean, it's a great. Remember way the milk to challenge? Clean your intestines, I guess. Like the mil- At least it was <laughs> milk. Like yeah. you chuck a gallon of milk. Like yeah. okay, at least it's milk. Yeah. Or uh, the pixie, pixie oh, sticks I'm, I'm or sorry. whatever. All I thought about when you uh, said the milk challenge was it, I don't know if anybody else watched Mad TV and our oh, audience oh, probably did. I mean, but there's a thing that Will Sasso did. Yeah. Called uh, he he always played Kenny Rogers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he did a challenge where he did the milk drink challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my funniest <laughs> skits I've ever seen in my life. But anyway, yeah, anyway, anyway kid, t- eating oh. Tide Pods are stupid. But yeah, yeah <laughs> kids will break shit. Yeah. So I, it's, 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 it would be very, I think it would be smart for Nintendo, like Mike said, to have some sort of replacement or like, don't worry. Price. Yeah. Okay. Like you so, can send in for replacement. So here's the thing, right? Yeah. Like, cardboard is very cheap. Yeah. There's also, I think Nintendo is very smart in the way that they made it to a cardboard. Cut out rather than a a like a plastic thing, right, only yeah. because there's going to be a PDF mm-hmm. of that thing. Someone's going to create a PDF, and you're like, just just download the PDF, yeah. uh, print it, overlay it on some piece of cardboard, create your own. Don't yeah, but pay don't you need the sensors or whatever? To well, get okay, it to work. Uh, but yeah, but this is assuming you already have the uh, that you already we, bought the kit. Yeah, you, you already can take have the, the sensors switch. off the cardboard. Oh, I would assume so. Oh, the sensors, the cardboard is just a. I thought I thought the cardboard had like stuff on it. That no, like, this is this is all to do with the the controller controller the, the, the RF the uh, yeah, yeah. RF thing. It you it doesn't have to be cardboard. It doesn't have to be any sort of thing. So you can thing. take any cardboard. Absolutely, you okay. can take any cardboard. You can do. It doesn't even have to be cardboard as long as the dimensions are correct. Yeah. I see and people three D printing. Absolutely, oh, the, a guy on Reddit. First thing he said was, "My three D printer is going to be very happy." Absolutely, in the next couple months. And that was the like, thing yeah. that uh, one of the articles that I saw saying, "Look, like as an indie developer." All you have to do is release a PDF for a 3D printer yeah. or a peripheral for a cardboard and automatically have a custom-made peripheral mm-hmm. for your indie developer kit. That is very, very cheaply done. Anyone can get it. Yeah. 
And you you know if you have the resources, you can create your own peripheral without paying like hundreds of dollars. So for like here's a guitar. here's my question then. Yes. Do you think it's going to be one of those things where it, it takes off and people fucking really do creative shit? I, I, or it's gonna, I do. I do. Okay, I do. so I will say, I, I feel or like it comes out three months later, no one cares. I, I, I think it's, uh, it's it, it gives people enough of a freedom yeah. to create like the most outlandish thing to do sure. the exact same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like. I it, think we're going to see a. I don't know how long standing it'll be. Right. But I think over the next two to three years. We're going to see a rush of games come out mm. that utilize yeah. this ideology and technology yeah. of the Labo yeah. and make a bunch of really fucking cool games. Because yeah, I hope so. I look really at it as so. I look at it as an opportunity to for Switch especially. Mm. And I hope they trademarked this technology. I'm sure they did. Because I think it's a genius idea. Yeah. It's the first thing I've seen the Switch do this, that I've said. Mm-hmm. Okay, goddamn, you, you're doing something different. Yeah, It is like, the first time I've seen Nintendo open up their system to yeah. everyone, to the imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Which at the same time seems so counter to Nintendo yeah, and it is. so fitting to Nintendo. Yeah. Because Nintendo is like the apple of the video game world. Or it are. used to be, where it was like, proprietary this, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, but in, in this like, situation now, if a bunch of other indie developers want to come through and create... AR, VR type mm-hmm. games using the Switch screen, mm-hmm. using the, the controllers and all of that, it, it sets up a different precedent that I don't think... Like, honestly, it's one of those that I feel like Nintendo have... And it's still to be seen, but I personally, and as much as I fucking hate Nintendo <laughs> for their pro- proprietary yeah, bullshit, no. I look at this and say, damn... Yeah. I think you may have created a brand new market. Yeah, yeah. In the gaming space, it is. Like, I'm curious to see like edutainment, and yet still like backed up by a major gaming company, and it's still like uh, it encourages the imagination yep. and encourages. That's like, my. That's the part I'm most fun. looking forward to is the creativity <clears throat> and the imagination of the users who are going to get their hands yeah. on this and yeah. really do some fun stuff. Absolutely. Well, and, and um, there's like, there's so many opportunities with this as a. As a technology, yeah. So and and then yet it's so low tech, which is yeah. so brilliant it's about the whole concept. Well, it's 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 a way to utilize a new technology using the simplest of ideas, yeah, which yeah. is the best. Yep, the best combination of innovation, right? Yep. It's like the simplest things that everyone can access, even a child, which was meant for. Mm-hmm. And up to like people with resources, like yeah. 3D printers yep. or like. People are just crafty. Yeah. Yep. And this includes indie developers, which are recruiting a bunch of indie developers mm-hmm. for the platform of Switch. Yep. So, like, to me, in one fell swoop, it instantly made me uh, continually put Nintendo in a separate category from Sony and Microsoft. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think if this play works out for them. I hope so then they may start to overtake the console market. I, think, I don't think they'll every, overtake it. I don't think they'll overtake it. I think they'll be creating I, new category. Yes, I agree. That's yeah. why I think they will yeah, own well, a, their own biosphere. Absolutely. And they well, won't be a part of the competition always, anymore. Pretty much it's like they're doing their own thing. done, yeah. though. I mean, if you think about it, Nintendo was always doing their own thing, back in, even back in the day. I mean, there was Atari and then Nintendo. NES yeah, I, I think NES, SNES, those were like... 
uh, those were them really just creating. I a think market. they defined the gaming. Yeah, they did. Era, and they kind of got lost there after. Like the Wii was a huge success in terms of creativity. Yep. Wii U, uh, they really stumbled. Yep. and they kind of got lost in kind of mediocrity there for a little yep. while. But now they're back, yep. and I think this is what they wanted for the Wii U. This was the thing. I agree. They wanted the Wii U to be. Yep. And all they did was they took it and they're like, "Well, fuck, the Wii U didn't work out. What can we do to make it better? Yep. Refined it, and now that's the Switch. Mm-hmm. And now they they're off to the races. I'm like I said in the year episode when we were like New Year episode. Yeah, yeah. I was. I'm, sal- I'm telling you now. I think Nintendo is going to have an incredible year. This that, this makes me think so. Yeah. I mean, I am slowly changing my tune on Nintendo, and I, I bought a Switch solely for, like I said, Mario Kart and the exclusive games yeah. like Super Mario Odyssey, I've played a little bit more of now, and it's a fucking fantastic yeah. game, and I think they'll continue to do so. I'm right. really excited about Donkey Kong coming to it. Oh, Tropical uh, Freeze, yeah. Yeah, Tropical mm-hmm. Freeze, because I, I didn't get a chance to play that because I didn't yeah. buy the Wii U. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so, wish it was both. I wish they were doing a two-pack of both Country Returns and Tropical Freeze, but yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Maybe if this one's super successful, they'll do Country Returns. I, I think um, so, and I mean, I wouldn't... I wouldn't be surprised if in a year or two they don't announce that they're doing a brand new original oh, Donkey yeah. Kong IP for I, the for the Switch. Yeah, I'm I'm confident there will be a new Donkey Kong, and I'm, yeah. and I, and again, I'm, I, we keep talking about it, but I'm excited about the announcement of Virtual Console and what games they're bringing. And, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the Fuck yeah, yeah. So uh, and Nintendo. I mean, I, honestly, I would buy pretty much any from Final Fantasy 6 and before. Yeah. If you put that on Switch, yeah. I know I own most of them. Right. I already own most of them on uh I own most of them on Steam. Yeah. I own most of them on my iPad. Yeah. I have probably 30 different copies in different places of Final Fantasy <laughs> yeah. games, but <laughs> nerd. But our, yeah. shut your face. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Nintendo's awesome. We're going to keep an eye on Labo. I'm yeah. sure one of us will touch it at some point mm-hmm. and, yep. and come back with our impressions. But uh, yeah, we should move on to Danky News. Great. Uh, because we got a bunch of stuff to talk about there as well. Danky News! Alright, welcome back. This is Danky News. Uh, Danky Faf- News! Faffin, what's the first What's the first Danky News? So, I, I feel like I put almost all of these in here other than Dragon Balls at the very <laughs> end. Um, so, this, this one particularly interested me. I've played all the Fable games. Uh, I've yeah. enjoyed them all. Uh, they are great games created by Microsoft, um, mostly specifically for the Xbox. Linehead uh, Studios? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, so. What's his okay. name? Peter, Peter Molyneux. Yep. I only know this. And he's a douchebag. Apparently oh, this, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, apparently this week, uh, rumors started to swirl about Fable 4. Uh-huh. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be Fable 4. Essentially, the rumors started swirling that... There was confirmation that the Fable franchise was going to be renewed. Right. Okay. Now, that doesn't necessarily... I wrote Fable 4, but that doesn't necessarily mean Fable 4. They could do it and set it up in a different way. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many years it's been since the last Fable Fable game. Well, Fable Legends came out, and no one really. Or was, did that? No, was that, that never that came the out. One huh? with the the, the, the like controversy, the game. controversy because they're like, oh, it's not on rails, but it actually was on rails. Yeah, right. Is that Fable Three? Yeah, 
That was Fable Legends, I Fable think. Fable Legends. Yeah. But there was another one they were developing that was like a tower defense Fable, but that um, got canceled. Yeah, because Fable, um, I'm pretty sure Fable, hold on, I'm bringing it up just to make sure we Fable know Fable was well about. known for the whole generational thing, right? Like you yeah, can you have age a, and, you know. a, yeah, you start from like a Fable young, 2 more so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fable like, 2 was really uh, more so about the aging. And, and then you, you like have children. children and, yeah. Right. Um, very I, ambitious game. Yeah, yeah I played so all three. Fable um, two, well, Fable three came out in 2010. So yeah, it's seven the, years. If this eight, year guess, yeah. would be eight years since yeah. a game, Dang. which is a long time. Well, they were trying between. to figure out what Fable four was going to be, and they got yep. really excited about it, but then uh. it just kind of fell apart. Yeah, it's actually a really good documentary online you can find about uh, Lionhead Studios yeah. and the Fable franchise. I forgot the name oh. of it, but if you can find it, it's it's yeah. really good. And uh, there's also an article written hmm. about Lionhead that was a very good article. I, I well. think one of the things that I loved about Fable more than anything is that you every decision you made along the game affected something. Yeah. yeah Minor yeah. or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have yeah. been a something like you chose between a weapon and somebody commented on the weapon yeah. later. Oh, like it would, hey, it could be, yeah, it yeah. could be something as simple as that. But then, like other decisions, really fucked with the path of the game. Okay. Um, and there's not a lot of games that I look at that are like that. Most are, even if they're open world, they're set in a path. Yeah, there's a certain narrative of yeah. three or four paths that eventually kind of go yeah. Into. And and Fable was one of those games that I always <laughs> felt was the true version of a choose-your-own-adventure in a video game. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It it, it definitely, it was very open. The the big thing about Fable was it was a fantasy world that was open. It was cheeky. Like, it had very crude humor and... Oh, uh, did it? it, Yeah, it it was very... It was huh. very tongue in cheek, and you could oh, just choose to be evil. Cool. Yeah, you could choose to be a bad guy, and it didn't. The game didn't punish you for being a bad no, guy. No, it, it, it sent was you just, down a different path, and yeah. there was a different storyline that that was attached to it. But you could just. At some point, like you could have been a good guy uh-huh. for ninety five percent of the game, uh-huh. and then just decided, ah, "Fuck it, kill everyone." I'm, I'm gonna kill- start killing people, yeah. and it actually affects everything in the game. Well, yeah, in certain games, I, I forget if it was Fable two or three. It's like you couldn't buy certain things from vendors anymore uh, if you became bad, or if like yeah, the townspeople were afraid of you. When you yeah. Walked into town yeah. in certain it's towns. Kinda, it's kind of yeah. reminiscent of Elder Scrolls. In a yeah, sense. yeah and, I mean, Fallout's Fallout kind of well. the same. Yeah. Like if you look at the earlier Fallout games, if you kill somebody in a town and then come back to the town in one or two, everybody will just. Immediately fucking attack you. Yeah, oh, three and four God. does that too, yeah. and New Vegas. Does I remember yeah. killing some caravans in Fallout Four, and <laughs> all I heard about was like, "Oh, so and so caravan's not there anymore." Man, that sucks. I really like that caravan. Like, I get it. I'm sorry. Oh, I kill you too. <laughs> yep. I didn't have to hear about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep, I once killed a Brahmin, and an entire city attacked me. <laughs> I killed a chicken in Skyrim, the first town that I visited. Yeah. I killed a chicken. Everybody killed me. I'm like, oh. Well, that's Skyrim. That's the thing. Yeah, that's a uh, but, yeah. But. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, we'll see. I'm. It's rumored. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nothing is guaranteed. It's just somebody said somebody on the outside said they talked to somebody on the inside and said that it sounds like they're trying to move forward and figure out what the next. We'll game probably is. hear so about it's still it. pre-production. Kind of. Yeah. Like, like it concept. doesn't even sound like they're in production. So oh god. Uh, I mean, that's three to five years away. Yeah. We probably won't see a game until 2021 or later. Yeah. Okay. Um, unless 
they've kept it real fucking hush-hush, mm. which still, at this point, we're in 2018. Yeah. That means I, I would expect we start seeing shit in 2020. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of my thought, is yeah. we'll start seeing trailers and info coming out about what the game is yeah. and what it looks like in, like, 2021. Cool. Well, in 2020 and then 2021, we'll yeah. probably see a game, but it's real fucking exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing on yeah, I'm gonna the new look this games up while list, you're talking about it, because I, I didn't read too is, much. Is yeah, so I mean, the Alien franchise, which is a huge franchise, yeah, and Alien Isolation, I believe, was the last game. <sighs> yep. I'm gonna play that. I and, haven't, I haven't played it yet, but no. I, yeah. and I've heard really good things about it. Again, no. we're this is. I'm not gonna try to act like I know a lot about it. I'm not gonna. Try <laughs> we to just read this on other lo- websites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's one of those things that it's not just. This is not a rumored section. This is like it is in Yeah, no, they they, they say they're oh, developing happening. this through Fox. Okay. Which means to me if they're developing through Fox, there's going to be a deeper storyline to it. It's not yeah. just going to be a attack game. Okay. Uh like an FPS yeah, or something. Yeah, it's coming from a company called Fox Next Games. Yep. So it's, uh, uh, it's, it's an internal Fox company. It's a new company. gaming okay. brand yep. at Fox. Ha- yeah. Have they had other games before? Or is this just like a division created specifically? Uh, the studios game? in charge of development is Cold Iron Studios, which was established in 2015. Oh. And has since employed talent responsible for working on games like Doom, Borderlands, Bioshock Infinite, and other games of the like. Okay. Yeah. So it, okay. it's a, they've been around the block. They've so been it's supposed recruiting. to be a story yeah. driven, and oh. I think there's going to be a, quests. A, not yeah. like quest as in like Borderlands okay. quest, but quest as in like Doom quest to where you have objectives you have to hit hmm. on each map plus additional optional objectives. I, it sounds like it's going to be closer to Doom ish. Yeah. Is That's what they're kind of aiming basically for. Basically, what I've read as well. Yeah. So again, so it's is this so- alien or aliens. It well, was, I mean, it's it's the same the universe. alien yeah, franchise. I know, but one movie is about a single alien, like alien isolation. It'll be yeah. more so alien. Yeah, because like the the difference between the I first can't two movies if is you're like one alien, a one one alien versus like you're slaughtering <laughs> massive amounts. Of, I like, would, it's like doom. Then, you yeah, know, I would assume like, it's thinking, multiple I think aliens. It's, okay. If you yeah. talk about okay, two. but the article did say alien franchise. Well, yeah, uh, okay. I, it's yeah, all considered the Alien yeah. franchise, but sure. I, I think it will be more like aliens are running around. Yep. Yeah, because that is a completely different kind yep. of thing. I, I can't imagine them remaking Alien Isolation because that was so masterfully done. From yeah. I haven't actually played I it, but I don't I've think it's a remake. Enough. I think it's a brand no, new a brand game. game. It's a first-person action game oh, that's okay. set in the Alien universe. That's not Colonial Marines. Uh, and, ew, nobody <laughs> wants to be Colonial. You know, I played through that game. I did as well. Like, I played through I think I we were well. we living together when I, I played think that. So. Yeah, and it was bad, man. <laughs> it was really bad, and I laughed. I laughed so hard <laughs> playing that game. So bad. Uh, anyway, we have hope that the yeah. new Alien game. And I get early development. I mean, so we may I, not Isolation it. gave me hope for the franchise. And it, it looks gave me beautiful. Yeah. I haven't played it, but it looks yeah, amazing. Yeah, is is as well. It was reviewed pretty well. So oh, people yeah. seem to like it. Biggest complaint I heard was that it was too slow. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, well, but that's what makes yeah, it that's so the, great. Yeah, that's yeah. like Thanks. the difference so, between Alien yeah. and Aliens. Yeah. Yeah, oh, this is, uh, the the next thing is oh. real interesting. Um, huh. Again, it doesn't seem like a it was a parting on bad ways, but the Activision CEO uh, Eric uh, is it Hershik? A bit here. Keep talking. I'll look it up. Has announced that he's stepping down from Activision. Yeah. And this is not one of Activision's <laughs> sub companies. This no, is CEO actually Robert. the CEO the Activision. of Robert Activision. A. Okay. Kotick. Kotick? 
K O T I C K. Nope, that's not the one. It's uh. It says Activision CEO. I think it's, is that the new one? Eric here. Oh, why is there Eric Hershberg? Hershberg. Yeah. Wait. Hershey. Hey here, Eric Hershberg. 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 Eric Hershberg. We, we got it. We got there, we got guys. Yeah. Anyway, fucking Google. The, Blame Google. Yeah, for he that. is the Activision <laughs> publishing. 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 I have, publishing. I have a few drinks in. Hey, guess what? Um, <laughs> Mike's drunk. Uh, big what? surprise. What? Uh, but anyway, he's Listen. leaving in March. So they're on the hunt for new CEO. Okay. And Activision, while they own Blizzard now, while they own Bungie now, yep. which is a whole different topic they do we'll not get into own later. Bungie. Uh, they are partnered with partners. Partnered partners. with Bungie. Bungie owns Wait, its goddamn Is that self. also Blizzard as well? Are they partnered? I have no idea. Blizzard? Yeah. Because I can't imagine Blizzard being owned by anyone. That's a great it's question. Known as, like, if you look at the corporate structure, <laughs> it's Activision Blizzard. Right, but, it does, that, they are but it's not Activision. It's like Disney Pixar. Like, technically, I, Disney doesn't own Pixar, per se. They are right, partnered. Right, but they're partners with it. I feel like yeah, if there's like, two names... Hold on, let me, let me see each other. Because, um, like, if you look at it, uh, Lucasfilms is still Lucasfilms, but yeah. Disney owns them. No, they do. Okay. And Marvel is Marvel, but Disney owns them. But they them. don't call it Disney... Disney Marvel. Disney Marvel or Disney no. uh, yeah. LucasArts. No. I, if, if, I think if they're partnered, you have to list both. Yeah. Like... Marvel doesn't have to say Disney. Well, yeah. well you know research. Anyway, yeah. CEO. So yeah, I, I think it's interesting because I, I was researching a little bit, and this is getting into some of the the bullshit about it. But <laughs> when he started uh-huh. in two thousand and eight, yeah. the stock was below eleven dollars. Okay, it is now above seventy dollars, which mm. is seventy cr- seventy. Holy moly! Which they make is, a lot of money. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. That. And and it was eleven in two thousand and ten, so it was below eleven when he started in two thousand and eight. So he's been there almost ten years. Okay, um, I, he's leaving in March, okay. and they're looking for a new CEO. So he's done wonders. Yeah, clearly. for the company. Clearly, um, there's. It sounds like there's no bad blood. So he just. It sounds like he's looking for something new. He's looking to do something different now. What is he looking to do? Nobody knows. He hasn't announced anything yet. Crocheting. Probably crocheting, cross-stitching. <laughs> I, I totally get it. Uh, okay. If, if I would run oh, a yeah. major company like that for 10 years, I'd probably be in the same situation. I guess but so. it's it's an interesting thing because Activision is Call of, it's Call of Duty. I mean, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Activision solely is mostly Call of Duty. Yeah, there are properties that they're partnered with. Yes, are Bungie, Blizzard and Bungie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blizzard and Bungie. Uh, so speaking of, they are merged. Merged. So Blizzard. Blizzard is still a game development studio and publisher on its own. Okay. Yep. They create video games for start to finish and prepare them for distribution, as well as distribute the games they create. Okay. Activision does not do that, but Activ- Activision Blizzard is a publisher. Is the publishing company formerly known as Vivendi Games, oh, God. which published studios Vivendi like Blizzard and yeah. Sierra. Vivendi, Vivendi, yeah, Sierra. Vivendi game shares were converted. Oh, that into, takes me back to the nineties. Yeah. Vivendi games were shares were converted into Activision shares, huh. thus forming a new company, which Vivendi Universal immediately purchased Vivendi at fifty-two percent. That's the big so, umbrella yeah, company. Yeah, right yeah. There. Vivendi Universal and Blizzard is development is not run by Activision at. All. Okay, oh, it is so, all so that's yeah. yeah, that's good to know that okay. they're separate. Um, but either way, I'm I'm interested in seeing who they bring in yeah. because I'm assuming they're going to start headhunting from the big guys. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things I was thinking about is the Activision Blizzard CEO. Okay. Yeah, I'm wondering if he might not get bumped up because 
Blizzard Maybe. is doing so well yeah. under yeah. the guidance of, I forget his name. Uh, is it Robert? Well, I, I'm going to look at it here. Keep like, talking. Like Blizzard, where's producer Mark? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I'm a producer <laughs> Mark. Go produce. Uh, but yeah. I, if Give it, us facts. Blizzard mm-hmm. is putting a lot of their chips on this Overwatch League. They, they, they are, really are, but I mean, they're still not slowing down on their other properties. Like Diablo okay, 3 yeah. is still being updated. Sure. Robert A. Kotick is the Activision Blizzard CEO. Yeah, so that's the guy that I'd My speculation is I wonder if he doesn't get bumped up. And he might. My, my logical mm. reasoning behind that is like, look at how fucking good Blizzard's doing. And I know Blizzard... They're putting a lot of eggs in one basket right now with this Overwatch League and as much support and everything they're putting into that. But they're also still not forgetting about... And and if you've listened to the show, you've heard me say this a million times. They still fucking support Diablo 2. Yeah, but that's like such a a peanut amount of resources compared to what they're dumping into the big. Yeah, but they're also developing a new DLC for WoW... That is well, a that's real DLC. I yeah, feel I like mean, now that, in Overwatch, yeah. that's that's Blizzard yeah. right now. I, I, like they still support StarCraft, they still support all the other games, yeah. but the big two yeah. is WoW and uh, Overwatch. Yeah. And I and I and, feel like those two can support and sustain a brand. Yes. Yeah. For years to come yeah. with the because of the support Blizzard puts into them, mm-hmm. and not to mention all the cross pollination going yeah. on. Yep. Like people that play WoW, like yourself, also play Overwatch. Yep. So I think it, they Blizzard, get my money on both yeah, sides. Blizzard yeah, Blizzard has absolutely. a high retention absolutely. rate within so, its biosphere. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like Call of Duty is one of those that if you're a Call of Duty fan, which I am, mm-hmm. I fucking still love Black Ops. I think it was one of the best first-person shooters ever created. Blops. Blops. I'm waiting for that to happen again because yeah. I would happily jump back into it. Black Ops, first-person shooter, uh, PvP, yeah. was one of the best first-person shooter experiences I've ever had in my entire gaming life. They're taking a year off, right? I think so. They're taking the uh, Assassin's Creed model, I think, okay. mm. and they're going to take a year off and come back because Assassin's I'm Creed Origins sold good. pretty well. Yeah. So they're like, hey, yeah. well, people and, dug the year off, so let's maybe do that. People still buy... Mm. It's just like Madden games. People buy any Call of Duty game that comes out every yep. single year. Yep. The problem has been, if you follow the trend, and the reason I personally haven't bought one yeah. in a long time, I think I bought... What was the futuristic? Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare? I bought Advanced so Warfare. So did I. And it wasn't that great. No, it was not good. Uh, I will never finish it. Titanfall yeah. actually dominated because all of the shit that slightly made Modern Warfare or Advanced Warfare good. Well, they did way better. They did that. way better yeah. in Titanfall. But didn't Titanfall. Uh, Advanced Warfare outpace Titanfall, though? It did because it did. it's a Call it's of Call Duty, Duty game. Yeah. But if you actually played a side-by-side mechanically... Oh, I have no doubt, but in, in Titanfall of, was way better. Sure, but it was just not making the numbers because well, it came out the same Well, it's a new franchise, time. yeah. And I mean, well, that's, yeah. that, was, that was Call of Duty's so, intention, to kill a franchise because... If you look at the style of game that Call of Duty is, yeah. and you look at the style of game Titanfall is, yeah. they either are the exact same style of game. Mm-hmm. They are a first, uh, they not arena, but they are a first-person shooter yeah. that is set in a very specific map okay. setting. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think yeah, uh, and that's a whole other conversation. I think we can sure. Yeah. But, so but what in terms way, of the CEO, CEO I, yeah. I think yeah, like Mike said, it would be interesting to see if Activision Blizzard CEO Robert stepped up. 
yep. into the Activision. And if not, not who would. do they get? Like, well, like I mean, why would he? He's I mean, so I mean, well, well at it's Activision. It's a new Is a new Would he get more money, though? I, I would imagine so. I think I would it would pay him so. more to stay at Activision Blizzard because he's doing so well over there. Well, like. no, because then he oversees the entire brand of Activision, mm. which means he does have influence. I, I get that there's a CEO of Activision Blizzard, and yeah. he probably runs everything day-to-day. Yeah. But I think if... Right now, Eric said, hey, I need you to do this. There's a certain level of you have to listen. Because it's like Disney. Yeah. If the CEO of Disney tells yeah. the CEO of Lucasfilm something, pretty sure there's a certain yeah. level of you well, have to well, listen. Well, I guess the question, though, is like if... Maybe they new, don't interact at all. Uh, yeah, like, I think... It, I think oh, well, yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah, I think the biggest question would be like, would it be a difference in the way Activision does it? Or is it going to be like more of the same? It's the same. The yeah, is like, not going to change ever. I so it's think. like, it's let's like, see. Yeah, I disagree. I think I, I from think, the ground up, that's where change happens. Not at the top. At, let's see. Uh, I, I think it would I, be see, at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I actually disagree. I mean, I think that if you get a new CEO in and you get a new perspective on how to approach whatever yeah. they're doing, they may that's see true. something. That's true. You look at Bob like, Iger or, or like what he did with Disney. And yeah. Like, and, that's and, and that's and a I good point. That, that's fair. I think yeah. if you get a CEO that has a different perspective, and that's why I really hope they tap someone like Robert to yeah. step up and, and jump that because he already knows the company. He already knows the corporate And then you can bring someone at Blizzard and have them step up to the Activision Blizzard CEO. Yep. And then that mm. way they keep it in the family. They and keep like, it in the yeah. family. And then you get somebody who understands how to make a successful, That's not true. just franchise, but brand. It would be neat if the Activision Blizzard CEO went to Activision because then he could try anyway. Yeah. Hopefully, the hope would be he would try and make things more like Blizzard overall at Activision. Problem is, there's so many franchises yeah. that yeah, plus, there's, there's like so the many Vendi Universal, yeah, the Vendi yeah. Universal, yeah. and like yeah. You know. So I mean, I, I, I'm interested to see who they pick because I think <laughs> it will change Activision a bit for yeah, better maybe. or worse. I, think I mean, I'm still not 100 percent saying it'll be good or bad. It's just I think we may see some change in Activision we haven't seen in a while. At least they're not EA. We can At all agree on that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, last, so, last topic of Thank you news. Last day of the topic of the Dragon Balls! Alright, so, I want to bring it up This is something I think Jesse and I are both <laughs> really excited about. I don't know about Max. Um, I'm indifferent. I mean, yeah. I, 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 sh- game, I, I should be like, excited because Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball, you know, Japan, I'm, it's a huge franchise. I should Do you be like Dragon Ball, though? I mean, we you know, were going to attempt to rewatch it. Yeah, we were going to rewatch it and never got around to it. From what I saw, it looked pretty cool. Cool. We watched the first three episodes, um, I think. But knowing that Dragon Ball, not even Z, yeah. of Dragon it's Ball. It's just too many. Oh my <laughs> God. Uh, I'm, I'm, 600 I'm episodes actually or something still like up to date on Dragon Ball Super. Are you up to date? I, yeah, I watch. You, did you hear the news? I watch it every go Saturday. on hiatus in March? Yeah, That's I watch every it, Saturday, <laughs> uh, Saturday night. I, I, need to, I can't wait till it's wrapped so up or it goes on ideas um, and I get to watch all. Dragon Ball is one of my one of my I favorite love animated Ball. series. Just, yeah. just collect all the balls uh, already. Good mm. Lord. They've done that. I have the Dragon Ball. Just, just you know, I have in. the Dragon You'll Ball. Know. Didn't make I, a wish. I don't know <laughs> what you're doing here, Jesse. Um, <laughs> I, I I got it at Comic Con. I got the Dragon Balls in the radar. Yeah. Dragon radar. Either way, um, I've played both Dragon Ball. Um, mm. Tenkaichi mm. or wait, no Kai. No, that's the show. Well, the fighting games were uh, uh, Dragon Ball Budokai, Mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi Mm -hmm. 1 through 3, then Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi Budokai uh, 1 and 2, I believe. Very good pronunciation, by the way. No, not really. (laughs) I'm just, that's how I want to (laughs) Tenkaichi, that's the name of it. Tenkaichi. Yeah, Tenkaichi Budokai. I have such 
terrible American accent now. I can't even say it. Come on, Max. Play. Give it to Tenkaichi. us. Budokai. What is Budokai? Well, anyway, I, uh, Budokai was the yeah. first one I played. Yeah. Yep. Well, well uh, no, that's a lie. I, I would get ports oh, for PlayStation, and okay. I would play the fighting games Hi- Hyper Fighter and like... And then they also had like the RPG Ultimate Battle 22. hybrids. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the Dragon Adventure, Dragon Ball Adventure, well, no, Goku's was, Adventure. That's, yeah, I think, yeah. what it was called. It was on GBA, yeah. uh, and there was another one. I had one of them, mm-hmm. and it was, like, early Dragon Ball up until Frieza Saga. Mm-hmm. Like, right when he became Super Saiyan is where the end of the game, I think, happened. But anyway, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yes. It's coming out January yes. 26th. Uh, next week, as of this recording, tell us a little bit about it. Fucking Dragon Ball Fighter Z, man. Yeah, Xenoverse. That's what I was thinking. Xenoverse. Yeah, that uh, was yeah. the online so game. I, I, yeah, yeah, it was online, and it was a fighter mixed with a RPG, RPG type. You can create element. your own character. Create and, your own character, yeah. and you can you can play like pretty much any of the races that are yeah. are relevant during those times. I played both Xenoverse and Xenoverse uh, Two. Huh. Um, those were the last two games that were released. Yeah, and. Xenoverse was good. Xenoverse 2 looked better. Yeah. But didn't play any better. Right. Uh, and this is the first fighting game they've had in how many years? Uh, their last, like, legit fighting game, I believe, was Budokai Tenkaichi 3. Uh, I'm going to look up the list right now. Um, uh, but it's been a bit because they got really into... Um, yes, uh, uh, They got really into Xenoverse. Yep. And they were doing well with that. Yeah. Um, I saw some game footage for Xenoverse. Is there a second one? There were yeah, two. Yeah, there there were I two. think I might have seen the and second I, I one. I played yeah. both, and they were both fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Xenoverse two did not improve on the uh, <laughs> did not improve on the the gaming mechanics. Okay, it was basically newer stories that had come out between the two within okay. the Dragon Ball universe. Um, y- you had a few more mechanics that were new to the game to make it feel new, but it was pretty much the same thing. I mean, it was kind of like a 3D fighter when you got into the fights, which was cool. Um, the thing that I think interests me the most is one of my favorite Tekken games of all times is Tekken Tag Tournament. Okay. And oh, burst the idea okay, of being able to kind of do something yeah. similar in this oh. game, of tagging out and tagging a friend in. It reminded me a lot of, uh, what was the game that you really, really, really like? Marvel. Marvel's Capcom. Marvel yeah, 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 yeah. It, It's yeah. similar to either Tekken uh, Tag looks Tournament really, or Marvel. Actually, also more so like uh, Street Fighter Alpha. Yeah. Uh, it reminds okay. me of Street Fighter Alpha yeah. and the other uh, 2D kind of, oh, fuck, what was the other franchise? Tecmo? There was another fighting, uh, Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear. Yep. Uh-huh. It, it looks like no. that. Anyway, but Dragon Ball Fighter Z. But the last one, the last actual fighting game. I believe was Budokai the Budokai HD collection mm. uh and Battle of Z I believe was a fighting game uh, <laughs> I don't remember or that was a mobile game I believe the the Budokai HD collection was the last like oh, okay. Ultimate Tenkaichi was also a, like yeah. the last set and then Xenoverse came out yeah, okay. and now Fighter Z um what year That's was what that? this is called is Fighter Dragon Z? Ball Fighter Z Fighter Z yep. okay. is is what the name it of it is. looks um, gorgeous Yeah it's it's yes. made by uh developed by Arc System Works okay. uh which I believe they uh this is uh, they've done mostly fighting games in the which past, is a great great uh thing right yeah because like when i first saw it uh it what what kind of drew me in was that it combined the fighting mechanic and the theatrics yeah. of the show because yeah. the the way it's been designed yeah. the look of the game mm. is almost a one-to-one representation of dragon ball Z. which is great yeah because not only can you well, like relive you love the show <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely the look yeah and feel yeah of that show is so unique to that show yeah i was watching destroying a destroying 
planet. Yeah, exactly. And you feel powerful. And that, yeah. those are the two and things. And they like, even put in, so th- there was a beta this yeah. past week that came out. I got to play a few games on it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it looks incredible. It looks great. Um, it, it gives you that, like, charge when you're a kid like when yeah. you have so especially for me when vegeta is on screen and old in his like uh old school outfit like yeah. his cell game outfit the blue uh, and white blue, armor white and yeah. Yellow. yeah um like peak yeah like when he when he is in that gear and you yeah. see him fighting it gets me so nostalgic and like even more so than goku yeah. or the or team gohan in his yeah. purple gi like oh, yeah. like when he when you see that you're like oh man like yeah and it looks just like the anime you, you're just sucked in it battles looks... now the actual gameplay itself it's interesting because okay. it's actually way more simplistic <laughs> okay than i thought it was going to be it's mm. a three tap combo system and what i mean by that is it's like you tap the attack button three times and you do a combo so you do light attack three times you hit that button you do a combo heavy attack three times you do a combo well, now you can mix those together to okay. create uh, uh string combos okay but it's mostly like dot 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 and you knock someone across the screen and then you can <laughs> teleport over to them and knock them back or like you can kind of tag it up so it's not it's not as sophisticated as say uh mortal Kombat no. or a uh, not as far street as fighter. i not as far as i noticed okay. uh street fighter is a little more technically advanced so is tekken so is like mm-hmm. but but it's fun it's more arcadey it's more fun right it's, um, it's more yeah, the, the theatrics a, rather yes. than technical and it's a prowess. tag team uh game. type game yep. where you can tag in and out three huh. characters okay so you have a team of three so huh. you're and you can call them in to assist you much like marvel's capcom right. or any of the capcom fighting games it is very reminiscent of capcom like yeah. uh arcadey fighting games like marvel's Which, capcom i mean i think um, if you love the marvel versus capcom tekken style of tag team yeah gaming and are also in love with the Dragon Ball universe. Yeah. This is the you, game. For you. This I, is the game. I, I think mean. like Budokai Tenkaichi tried to make it more like uh Mortal Kombat Tekken. And okay. that was fine. Like people dug it. It yeah. was a very good fighting game. I think I uh Budokai Tenkaichi 3 is is one of my favorite fighting games yeah. of all time because mm-hmm. not only was it the refinement of like 6 year or 4 years worth of Budokai and Tenkaichi games, it was also, uh, it had the most characters of any Dragon Ball game yeah. ever, and including one, up until GT. And the thing oh, that gets I was super me, excited at the time. Yeah, the thing that gets this me game, really yeah. excited is that this even has uh, characters from Dragon Ball Super. That's the it. big deal. It has Burrus, or what's Beerus? 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 Beerus is one of my favorite. Favorite Dragon Ball <laughs> villains of all time. Gold Freeze is going to be in there. It's and a transformation, but yeah. Still, okay. So, so to catch you up real quick, <laughs> okay. Beerus is like a he's a god. Okay, in this universe, of course he is. And there are so many it's, gods. Yeah, it's oh it's he, but his no, name is known as Beerus the Destroyer. Okay, and essentially he's like one of the most badass fighters in the universe okay. and kind of immortal. He probably punches a planet and explodes. Pretty much. <laughs> But the awesome thing about it is, is the design sensibility of this yeah. character is he's like a Sphinx cat from Egypt. Oh, okay. And yeah. it's a really cool design that you've never seen in this universe before. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's as distinct as Boo. Yeah, Boo, who was I created specifically to make kids love cotton made specifically to make kids love cotton candy. <laughs> Well, they developed. Well, Kira Toyama made Cell so that he hoped the book wouldn't sell well, yeah. so that he could end Dragon Ball. He was fucking tired. He was trying of, to kill um, the 
Yeah. He's trying, yeah. I feel like he's trying to kill the franchise like he's four like, times. Yeah. And it's like every People time. People love it. Well, it's like Boo is like the dumbest character. Yeah, Imagine he's Boo. so horrible. Yeah, but though. then you That's just like, isn't he awesome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's really cool he's and he's so got yeah. this brother that's fat. Yeah. Um, but like, the cool thing is, is like his character is what drives the other characters okay. to become demigods. And well, the, and then it that's where Go- Goku gets how the high hair. can you raise the bar with freaking Dragon Ball? That's dude. all of this franchise has. Oh, oh Goku uh, Black, I think, like is going to be in the game as oh, well. That's awesome. Yeah, Bro- yeah. Bardock is going to come back. Yeah, um, and then you have uh, Gotenks, I think, is going to be into it. Is in it. I think so. Vegito? Uh, Vegito yeah. will be in there. I think Vegito's definitely And in then uh, Trunks, time traveling Go- Trunks. Goten's, I think. It, yeah. Um, is Mr. Satan going to be in there? No, I don't think so. I what? Really Come on. So. He I'm going to look up a list yeah. of characters. Like, I hate uh, that, like, in the Dragon Ball American version. Yeah. So if you go He's back, not, dra- yeah. not Dragon Ball Z Kai. Okay. Because Dragon Ball Z Kai, he was actually Mr. Satan. Yeah. Yeah, they changed it back. Um, In Dragon Ball Z, in the U.S. translation, he was Hercule <laughs> and through the entire uh, series. And Piss Mr. Satan yeah. is such a better name for it, that it's, character. It's funny because like it's called he's he's called Mr. Satan, which yeah. doesn't sound like you know as, as Mr. Satan. Because there was American dubs that they did yeah. where they used his name, Mr. Yeah. Satan. Yeah, like, yeah. Satan, yeah. You had to buy special VHS tapes oh. back in the day. <laughs> I had like it was you, it would on Cartoon oh. Network. He was oh. always I, just, I want you to yeah. start talking in the Mr. Satan. Mr. Satan. Wait, it was. Funny in in, oh in, in, in Tenkai, it's uh, like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but in yeah, Tenkai yeah, yeah. three, it yeah. was awesome. You could play as him, but he had like a little jetpack so he could fly like the other characters. <laughs> it was so awesome. Yeah, no, I, love, I like, that, and like he even no Captain he even Ginyu shows in up in yeah. Dragon Ball Super. I hope okay. so. And no, he becomes like so. He's Videl's uh, I, dad. Yeah, but I am Videl Castro's. No, no, no. I am spoiling a lot of shit. So if you it's don't, fine. if you're not caught up. Too fucking Don't bad. listen. There's there's a there's listen. a series of episodes that happens in Super where he's I think he's like the mayor of a okay. town. Oh yeah. Now, okay. fuck that man. Hit. Uh, hit. Hit. Uh, hit. He looks like he's got a no butt from as Universe a butt Six. As a forehead. Uh, um, but yeah, so like he shows there. up and he's like the mayor of a town <laughs> and like. Goku's a farmer. Yes, yes. Yeah. So like, yes. there's just so much goodness about that show. I mean, it's oh, so Tien, innocent and so dumb. And Yamcha, you gotta have oh, those guys. Tien, Yamcha. Dumb. Anyway, we're hey, we gotta go. We gotta move on. So we're gonna move. But anyway, over to... the game was fun. It looks amazing. Comes out the 26th. I'll probably it. pick it up. I think I'm gonna pick it up. Yeah. I'm not gonna pick it up, but I will watch. It's coming gladly out. P- watch hey, other people play. Hey, guess what? It's coming out on PC. Special. It's coming out on PC. So if you want to play it on PC, yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's move Enjoy on. What is next? Keyboard. All things PC. All things PC. All things PC. So if if you pay attention to the hardware side of things, yes. current graphics cards are built off of DDR5 memory. Which means that it's it got is, all those songs. That it's you got all those songs love, that Max uh, that loves to play. I have that. I have that song. Uh, I understand that reference. <laughs> but anyway, so what this means for the marketplace is that Samsung has announced that they are in process of manufacturing DDR6 RAM. What does that mean? So what that means, let me explain, tell sir. Me, tell me. I will tell you okay. that 
It once it is done with the stage one of manufacturing. Okay. That means new graphics cards okay. on both the NVIDIA and AMD side okay. will start to be created. Okay. So they've already kind of, I think, figured out the technology. You've seen the Titan, uh, what is it, Titan, Titan X? X? Yeah. yeah. Has come out. It's yeah. not a great card for gaming. Right. They are saying this means mass production of next-gen graphics cards are getting ready to go into play. So yeah. once they finish their manufacturing process for the DDR6 and yep. the first stage one is released to the developers and manufacturers of graphics cards... We're going to within the next year start seeing new graphics cards come out. Are there so any, that'll um, probably be numbers are associated with that. Yeah, I want some numbers. So the I want some numbers, damn it! I don't have, I don't I have want all, some hertz. I don't have all the numbers. How many teraflops? Okay. But essentially, <laughs> the, the idea is, is that the next gen, the Titan X, will turn into a consumer level graphics card meant for gaming, meant for that really? type of that. It's well, I mean, if you think about it, it's the Titan Z. Goes along with the 1080 line or yeah. the, the 10 series. Sure, but yeah, okay. So, but the Titan Z is not a great, great gaming card. It was never meant for though. It was, it was, and neither was the Titan X. Sure, because it was for render farms, for yes. like uh, video uh, production. Video production. Uh, now, graphics. what they're saying, but it's just built on CG. the same architecture. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's part of the same generation. Okay. So, the Pascal architecture uh-huh. that the, uh, that the 1080 line, well, 10 series line, okay. and the Titan Z was built on is the old architecture. Right. The new architecture is Volta. Yes. That's what they're building on. Yeah. And Volta is basically the upgrade. So the way it processes information is different hmm. than the way the Pascal cards. But they have process. to build new cards. So this is build, a whole yeah, new yeah. generation of mm-hmm. it's a. Cards. It's not just a. This is not like the 11 series. Oh. oh. The way they're comparing it is this is the 20 series. The 20. Oh, so, so it's, basically, holy like, moly. nobody knows the actual numbers. They may call it the 11. Like 1180. 11, 11, 11, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. However, they're huh. saying the power is that of like, like tenfold yes, rather than it's just not like a, a generational thing. It is a the next gen. As in the, it, it, it's completely like, different in terms of uh, basic architecture of the card. That the the way it processes information is Oof. completely different than the way the Pascal architecture processes information. So that's why a bit, this is a big deal that DDR6 is being that manufactured means, because uh, these cards are starting to get built soon. That means the the actual uh, cards will be starting to be built and released in the next year. Next year? Within the next but year. But keep in mind, those are initial... just came out. Yeah, but the, these founders Not editions really? are... Pascal? Yeah. Really? I thought it was like within this year. No, no. no this Pascal? is like two, three years ago. No, two you years can ago. buy... Yeah, you can yeah. buy 1080 cards for a couple years now. 1080 really? TIs. I remember hearing yeah. about the 1080 like two years ago, I think. Yeah, and, like, and yeah. that's why the Titan X... Very fast, two years. Well, I, that's the thing is, as well, technology ramps up, yeah. it's going to be yeah. shorter and shorter and shorter and so, shorter. You know, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. If, I think if you look at the initial release of the ten series, yeah. Um, oh, what's that? Well, since producer yeah. Mark's not here, yeah, producer, producer Jesse, Jesse. Yeah, producer Mark. Uh, when do you want up, me to look up when they when came they, out? With it? Look at the, up when the when ten, the 10 series, series cards yeah. okay. launched. Yeah. I think it was twenty fifteen. Gosh, I just remember that. 
Pascal uh, architecture E3. Yeah, the yeah. reveal. I feel like I that was a 20, while. Tw- uh, the, the launch of the GeForce GTX 1080 uh-huh. was May 27th, 2016. Yeah, so a couple oh, of years. Almost two years, years ago. Years. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if you think the that 1080 Ti came out last launched year. in oh, fall, man. end of this year, fall, yeah. to, like, fall, winter of this year, yeah. um, you're, you're talking about almost two full years, almost three years. years. And it could even be in 2019. <laughs> sure. The Titan X doesn't just have a, have a price. Not applicable. There's just no price for the yeah, Titan you, X. You, well, you can't it's, really if you, find If you ask them. for it, then you you're, you can't afford it. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's it's from a gaming side of things. If you're looking at, if you're looking for cards that yeah. are going to be better in the next year, year, maybe and a half. Yeah. This next architecture will be out. Okay. It'll be running on a DDR6, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I have speculations that now that DDR5 is no longer made, going to be made for graphics cards, okay. that there may be D- a DDR5 RAM series going to come out. If I'm not mistaken, I read this is forever ago and I could have read it right. incorrectly. Okay. But I think I read that. Z370 mm-hmm. is already DDR5 capable. Jeez, that's a motherboard brand. That's a motherboard so, so Z370 is the Intel next gen. So Z270 okay. runs 7th gen ships. Okay. The i7s. The i7, 7700K okay. is like a perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, 76, the i5 7600, mm-hmm. which is like the lower level chip. Yeah. Anything that starts with a 7. Yeah can run on the Z270. Right. The Z370 runs the 7700Ks, but also runs the 8700. So the i8s, or the, yeah. The, the i7-800, well, 8000 series. 8000 series, got it. Um, well, it's just the Intel 8, 8 series, okay. is what they call them. So any any chip that starts with a, it can even be an i3. Okay. An i3-8400 or whatever. Mm. That'll run on the Z370 board. And right now, those can also run on DDR4 RAM. Oh. So basically, the RAM that you have in your system, I have in my system, Jesse's getting ready to upgrade his system, um, that RAM will run on that board already. Great. You don't need new RAM. All you need is an an, uh, 7th or 8th gen chip, and you can run on that board. Great. Um, Which is fantastic. So with a lot of the production of the DDR3 is, well, DDR4... Mm-hmm. Five, 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 five. <laughs> right. um, is going towards SSDs uh-huh. and graphics cards. Okay. If Samsung's producing DDR6, yeah. that means new SSDs, yeah. which is not as important in the world of gaming. It's it's great to have a really fast hard drive, but sure. it's not always necessary right. to, once you load a game, it's loaded. Yeah. Um, but there's probably new SSDs coming out, and there's also new RAM, because mm-hmm. they're going to... Feel like they're going to do DDR5, and I think I read that the 370 is that. So that means the speed of all systems mm-hmm. is about to increase even more. Great, which is never a bad thing. No. Right. Cool. Right. So yeah, I think Very that's cool. the next year. Um, uh, uh, just one last quick update to move on uh, on the Spectre meltdown conversation we've been having. Yeah. That is the bug that was built into the silicone right. of pretty much all major chipsets. Chipsets. Yeah. Uh, AMD, Intel, and ARM. Yeah. ARM. 
uh, had the same issue. Yeah. And it was a big fucking deal when it was first announced. People yep. were freaking out about it. Um, the the kind of final place that we've gotten to is that it doesn't really affect gaming. Yeah, yeah. so so a lot of the uh, panic came from the idea or, or the fact that when Microsoft, uh, uh, even iOS and Apple, when they mm-hmm. created this patch, that it the patch made it so that it would slow down your computer performance. It's a it was a hardware issue that could not be solved unless you replace the hardware. Mm-hmm. So the quick fix, which was meant to make everybody's computer safe, yeah. affected your CPU. Yeah, and the initial reaction was that you could end up with a slower CPU. Yep. from anywhere to fifteen. Yep. to thirty percent. Which is significant. Which is, a, I mean, that's almost a five to seven year setback yeah. on some chips. Sure. I mean, if you're thinking 30% on the 7700K, that's a big deal. It is. Um, luckily, yeah. the the benchmarks have been ran for several weeks now. Yep. Since the new update came out. Yeah. People who are playing games are essentially experiencing no difference. Yeah, I haven't uh, experienced yeah. anything personally. Not really. I, I I've noticed some weird stuff, but I don't know how, think it has anything to do with. The, I think we would have to like break your system break down, down and yeah. like really identify. To, to to clarify for those who don't know, I have an older chip currently in my machine. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a third generation yep. Intel chip, which um, were slated to be known to be affected more right than current gen chips. Exactly, yep. but it, it. I mean, so far it appears I'm not really experiencing it. I mean, Overwatch runs fine. Overwatch runs uh, fine. PUBG has. I mean, he can't really. PUBG, PUBG. A, I haven't tried yeah, Fortnite yeah. yet, but you know what I mean. It's like you'll I, get three frames three frame, per second whatever. on a 1080 Ti exactly. SLI system. So I, I don't think it. I don't think it's really affecting my system at all, and it's a breath of fresh air to know that because I'm trying to build a secondary, smaller system using this chip and yep, this using card. your old parts. So now that I know it's fine, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to see that it was just everyone was panicking yep. for really no reason. It, yep. it was better to expect the worst and hope for the best mm-hmm. so that people were ready. And then yep. when it came, it didn't turn out to be that big of a mess. And, so, and I think what happened, and I, I mentioned this on a previous episode, I believe, that I think what happened is they released an initial patch yeah. for people to test. Yes. People who are industry pros, people who are bloggers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And this initial patch had, I think the initial patch had some, uh, let's call it the alpha patch. Yeah. uh, Had some initial issues. And I think they saw that. Mm -hmm. I think they went back in and they solved whatever problems they could solve within the time frame that they were trying to make it happen. As of this recording, have they really addressed the AMD chip problem? They're trying to, yeah. So there are still some AMD problems. I think the bigger issue is, is like, well, we have a couple friends, uh, Little Mike. Uh, does he's he? I've talked to him. Yeah, he's had no issues. Yeah, he said everything runs the same. I think His if you have a newer out. AMD chip, like a, what was it, seventeen hundred series or yeah, yeah, I think just any. I think if you're within the Ryzen, yeah, if you're series. in the, you're fine. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. but the the numbers that came out of it, which interested me, was it wasn't fifteen to thirty; it was zero to twenty two. Yeah. And the, so basically, a majority of people experience zero difference yeah. by the, the time this thing released. Mm-hmm. However, there are still certain CPU processes mm-hmm. um, that have nothing to do with gaming. Right. So if you want to research it, go research it. I don't want to get into yeah, too much detail into, about it. Yeah. 
Um, but there are certain processes through rendering, through just different programs that run CPU heavy. Yeah. That can affect that this update can affect. Yeah. Upwards of twenty two percent, which yeah. is still a big deal. So my my interest in this lies only into at what point are the new because I'm sure there are millions of the eighth gen chips from already, Intel yeah, already yeah. produced. At what point do we start to see that silicon issue fixed in both Intel and AMD chips? My assumption would be spring. My hope would be spring summer would be. Oh, you think that early? Done. I think I, it's a big deal. Yeah, I, yeah. I think well, like uh, of course they still have to sell their old stock. Yeah, yeah. But I believe the newer chips with the fixed issue yeah. could start shipping around late spring, okay. summer. Um, okay. by the end of the year. Yeah. By like fall, I'm yeah. sure you can get your hands on a yeah, chip yeah. that that is fixed. But you have yeah. to kind of dig a little bit. Mm-hmm. By next year. You're fine. I, 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 think I think going into next year, I, I do believe that yeah. that it'll be if you're buying a chip within the next in nineteen. Yeah, you're in a place that you're safe. And the nine series um, is going to be more prevalent, I think. In yeah. 2019, so I, so I feel like honestly, if you have a five series chip or yeah. above, um, just don't spend your money until yeah. you know the new chips are out. I'll I wait mean, until next I, year. I think yeah. the current. And I don't think there's going to be any major changes this year, but the current gen of games that are being released, you're fine with anything 5 series or above. 4 series, you could be pushing it. I bet you could overclock a little bit mm-hmm. and be just fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think 5 series and above, you'd be fine on gaming on the current gen uh, games without much issue or right. much effect. Uh, if you're in other parts of the industry that you're you're working off of, don't I, I would upgrade as soon as you come. I'm sure they will. Yeah. I, I'm sure companies that are going to be affected will upgrade. Yeah. All right, what else? Is that, uh, what let's else? see here. I got uh, let's blah blah blah. Okay, yeah, six. yeah, Civ Six. So we're going to talk about video games again because right. we're a video game podcast. What is uh, so Civ Six? One of my favorite all-time games. Yes. Well, just Civilization in general. It's okay. one of my all-time favorite. I can't talk anymore. Uh, franchises. <laughs> And what we're going to talk about here is they're coming out with a new expansion. Oh, great. Tell me about it. I am really excited about it. What so, is it about? A lot of the times when Civilization comes out is they Weird. come out with expansion, character expansions, uh, Civilization expansions, which means uh, different parts of the world. So, like, you could yeah, in Civilization Five, you could play as Gandhi. And you could play as yeah. Genghis Khan. Hey, he's an asshole. And each one of these characters have their own specialties. Okay. They've never really changed much about the game, though. It's turn-based. Um, you can end up in golden eras, which mean you produce more scientific research. Sure. Or right, arts right, right, or right, things right, like that. Yeah. Okay. So in Rise and Fall, they're actually adding a couple things called... A new one called Heroic Era, mm. which has an effect that the hero of the era... Okay. changes the way the civilization develops. And okay. then you can also get into a dark age. Oh. Which has never been a part of this game Yeah, before. they've never really done you can go negative... Into, yeah, you like, can go into anarchy, yeah. which anarchy means you've changed the role of your government, and there's a certain number of turns okay. in which your government is within anarchy, and okay. the people are a little less happy... Resources aren't produced as fast. All these different things. <laughs> I oh think God. Dark Ages. Max is gonna puke. Nah. Uh, I think Dark Ages, from my understanding, is it slows down certain things. 
Huh. Which means I, I'm assuming in the Dark Ages, religion takes over more than than <laughs> no political arts. commentary then. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Um, I'm, I'm just stating facts, guys. Facts. If you if, go learn history, um, but anyway, there's also uh, which affects the game more. So in a in the original game, if yeah. you got a Golden Age, Golden Age would only affect a certain number of turns. Yes. Okay. If you get a golden age in Rise and Fall, it'll actually affect a different era. Which yeah, means yeah. until huh. you... Which pre- makes more sense It to does me. make more sense. Like, I never understood that in Civilization, why golden only lasted like two or three turns. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Shouldn't it last through this whole era? Well, and basically it's like, what it means, Max, I don't know how much you play Civilization. Or not at all. Okay, so what... For those of that don't know, and Max, you get, yes, you get pee peed on. Explain so it. So basically, yeah, when you go into a golden, golden age, age. Okay. it's usually less than ten turns, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay? And in these ten turns, you produce pretty much more of everything. Okay. The people are happier. Yep. Uh, you produce your workers do more work, oh. which means they farm more, which produces more food. It produces okay. more happiness. It produces more uh, science, which drives the civilization forward. Great. And now they're stating if you get into a golden age, which sounds like it's harder to do, Okay. it lasts an era. And what that means is an era takes a lot more turns mm-hmm. to get to the next well, era. So you start in like ancient times, yes. essentially. Yes. And also I think with eras, the way it works is you have to hit certain prerequisites yes. to advance to the next era. Which means era. your society learns a certain number of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'll start in like, imagine you'll start in like the Stone Age. Yes. And the next era would be the Bronze Age. Yes. And then you move forward and forward yeah. and forward. And yeah. the science of that era follows. Yes. This is basically saying that if you get a Golden Age at a certain time, you can, that affects the entire era. So until you, like, if you're in the Stone Age and you move over to the Bronze Era, uh-huh. that doesn't end until you enter the Bronze Era. So so is so the Golden you, Age, like, more of a, a thing that can happen when, whenever in history, or is it a certain spot? It can happen anytime in history. So you can have, like, the, sci- the Enlightenment Age. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you hit the golden age. That's kind of like a a stat boost. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's basically a buff. Yeah. Oh, and any of the civilizations yeah. can do it, and they can do it at different times and different. It'll tell eras. you in game too. Like, like can you do CPU it more than once? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like I was so in like a game if, with a CPU got it like eight times. Oh, in, yeah, like the span. So of, it's like, like a reward turn. system. Yeah, it's a reward like, system, and if uh, you can do it now in an era yeah. rather than a couple of turns, wow, because an era, yeah, an era can sometimes turn into. A good 30, 40, 50 turns. Wow. And especially if you play long game, it can yeah. turn into a really fucking long time. Jeez. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that was well, part of the reason I love Civilization, because you can set it up to play a short or a long game. Sure. But either way, it's one of those things that's really interesting because it does change the flow of the game a bit. Yeah. The other major thing they're adding to it is you can actually now take over towns without attacking them. What you used to have to do in the game is you'd have to send offense in. Mm -hmm. They would attack the town until it had zero health. Okay. And then you would convince, and then you would either decide to raise the city, which means burn it to the ground, or you would choose to do a takeover, Mm -hmm. which meant the people of the town were never as happy in that town after you took over Uh as you once were, but you could still own it. Sure. I usually raise cities because it was easier to build a new one exactly where it was at. Yeah, that's what I did. And they're happy. Kill all the Come indigenous on. people. Kill yeah. them all. 
Come on. Um, now hey, if they start can, war with me, fuck them. Now <laughs> you can take over cities in different ways, and uh, they haven't really gotten into too much detail of how. Okay. But you don't have to essentially fight the city to take it over. I think we, uh, the, what they're setting up is, I read a little bit about this, is like they, you can set up political sabotage in yeah. the city. You can send spies into the city oh. that can systematically like take the local government apart the or norm. turn or turn a population oh against the, the government. Yeah, but like it can that. also happen to you. It, exactly. Wow. Like, so you can how, get like... How topical. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so is Rise and Fall a free No. Update? So it's like that's, 30 bucks. That's fucked okay. up. Like no, such it's big not, changes to the core Civ 6 but experience? it's not though this is the thing like they release a lot of updates for civilization yeah. if you look at civilization 5 and if you buy all of the updates individually mm. you're in probably 150 bucks because wow. they yeah, they release I, yeah, other they release other uh civilizations that add different <laughs> buffs and perks to the game which upset the play balance of the game because uh, like if you play gandhi the one thing about Gandhi is <laughs> you can expand, and, and you if you're on Reddit, you've seen a visual of Gandhi riding a nuke. Yeah. And it's a typical, <laughs> like, it's a joke within the Civ Five community that Gandhi <laughs> expands so happy, fast, yeah. and his scientific advancement capabilities are so fast uh, that, like, Gandhi's supposed to be the most peaceful character, yeah. but advancement with that character in science and technology is so fast that you can get to nukes normally before anyone else. Wow. So the idea of playing Gandhi as the pacifist yeah. in civilization does not exist. Absolute power corrupt. Absolutely. However, yeah. the goal of Gandhi is to stay away from completely organized religion. That's the way the character set up uh. in a buff for expansion. So, like, if you think about India and how many people are in, in, in India, that's the idea that it expanded rapidly. Right. And then advanced in technology. Dang. And so in Civ Five, you can get nukes with Gandhi. If you play Gandhi, you can get nukes with Gandhi before anyone else <laughs> if you play the game right. So I wonder this, if that was an intentional. Oh yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I think yeah. it was. Really? I, I mean yeah, nukes I, with Gandhi yeah, is yeah, intentional. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. it was because it's such a funny concept. Um, Either way, I mean yeah. it's in Civilization Five, you yeah. can usually get the entire pack of Civilization Five now for like fifty bucks. Yeah, how yeah. Many, that's how many the older expansions one. is like Civilization? Uh, well, there's, five has uh, like, there's well, there's like four or five expansions wow. on five, okay. but there's also like ten additional civilizations. Ten. Yeah. So and and some of them have to do with like if everybody falls under a certain religion there's more happiness but the thing is is that other other yeah, yeah. and keep in mind man more happiness? this all can be modded what? yeah every single aspect of civ can be modded like so it's like <laughs> do me a favor yeah. like I, i'll even pay for it if you want me to oh stream civ 6 humble, yeah. no humble bundle okay. has yeah. still has and they've yeah. had for it's i think it's the entire month of january yeah. they have if you pay, sign up for their, uh, it's like $12, okay. sign up for their monthly thing, yeah. download Civ 6, because uh -huh. you pay $12 don't and you, you get the, Civ 6 already? I don't know. You have, have Civ 5. Oh, five. I have Civ 5. But that's with all the, the, the DLCs, right? Yes. So that that's the one that you want me to have. Well, Civ <laughs> 6 is the Is that the Gandhi nuke? Well, yeah, yeah, that's the Gandhi nuke. That's the Gandhi nuke. So, I mean, I'll play I mean, Civ 5 with you. I have Civ 5 as well. We can put it on Ultra Speed Game and stream it. Um, anyway, we should. You guys get drunk one really night. Fun. Yeah, and then, uh, well, tonight we're drunk. Oh yeah! I mean, when I get home, if you guys no, want to play Overwatch tonight. <laughs> no, no, it's the six. It's, it's new. <laughs> 
Real quick, okay. Okay, okay. So anyway. Like, here's, my, here's my thing with that. It's the though. first okay. major DLC yes, that's for a big deal. Civ Six, yeah. which is a big okay. deal because they've released, I think, two character expansions. Yes. Civilization he, expansions. Here's my thing, though. Yeah. Yes. New expansions, new characters, great. Yeah. But where they fundamentally change games, game style. Yeah. That should be an update everyone should have, not just... No, because it won't affect your gameplay if you don't get the download. But how? So, like, if I'm playing you online and you own 6 and I own Rise and Fall... Yeah. And it's the same way it works on Civ Five. You can't... I can't play the Rise and Fall expansion stuff with you. Right. So, if I have Civ Five complete right. and you just have Civ Five Basic... I guess I'm talking oh, more so of a single so player. That's funny because StarCraft works the opposite. The opposite, way. yeah. You just yeah. adapt the DLC. Yeah. But like, I, I as a single player, I'm I, I'm annoyed that in order to be up to date with the new tech in the game, I have to spend money on that. That annoys. I, d- I don't me. have a problem with. I it guess in a live game world where people just hand that out for free now, yeah. they're like, "Hey, yeah. the base game's changed." Here you go. Overwatch, I, I you don't have to. No, no DLCs no. for Overwatch. No, but there there's also no loot boxes. In Civ Six, okay. So basically, and yeah. the difference is, is that like if you're the only other thing they do to the game, other than DLC, is character expansions. Yeah. And honestly, like if a character, like character expansion makes sense. That's fine. Yeah. And like, and and those are usually ten bucks a piece. Yeah. And that's the way they expand their game base and keep games alive so long. But the DLC always does affect the game. Normally, the DLC brings more characters or more civilizations into the mix and that makes sense but, yeah. and it usually has some more scenarios that it adds but to the like, game yeah it's so strange that like well they i would think it's gate, just like i you think can't it's just, play the most current build of the game you know i don't even know if that's the case though uh, yeah. uh, uh, two separate or two different what currency models yeah is that mm-hmm. is that the right term yeah it is currency models because this is not meant to be built on microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Right. The only reason I have, and I never needed them in Civilization V, is the expansion characters. Yeah. Is because I bought the complete edition. Right. Yeah. I bought gold edition of Civilization V. Great. And I've done the same thing with Six. So I actually have the additional characters, mm. but I don't have the DLC yet. Mm. I plan on buying the DLC because I love Civilization so much and I love the game and I love this idea of. Golden eras, dark eras, all those yeah, things. Yeah, that's crazy. It, it comes out February eighth. So yeah, it's, I mean, oh, wow. it's, it's in a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, wow. I mean, I'm I haven't pre-ordered it yet because I've been wasting my money on other things. <laughs> but I, I do plan on buying it. Okay. Um, yeah, I may enough. wait a little bit just because we're so wrapped up in Overwatch yeah, these days. Yeah, I don't days, play Civilization so. enough to justify buying. No, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I would actually board. love to play Civilization Five with you guys. On, like, a speed run. Because, I, like, the game can take... It's one of those games that's, like, fucking Monopoly or Risk or something. It's actually right. more like Risk. Real quick, we should move on. Oh, okay. I, I think yeah. we're, we're getting... Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I wanted to say, like, Real I, quick. I wanted to uh, finish that game. What, what was it? The... Oh, that weirdo heroes, game. Heroes, yeah, heroes, heroes, game. Yeah. heroes of the heroes, heroes of the, of the heroes of the Paladin, magic. Man. If you like heroes of my I, I, I would like magic. to finish a game Stream with you. Stream that, please, yeah. and I will commentate. One of the nights, I'll go over to your house yep. and we'll do like uh, like uh, yeah. little streams. Yeah. That would be cute. I, I I enjoyed that game for the yeah. very little time. It's no, did. it is actually really fun. Yeah. I what I would like to do before we stream, Mark it, and no, I can both I would like to. Please, I would 
like to play a game where you and I are on the same team. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. I fully teach you the game. Yes, yes. And then yeah. you and I can go and stream a oh, game absolutely. against each other. And Mark, I'd, I'd play with you guys as well. Team. I'd be down. Mark might yeah. play with you guys as well. I would love to watch oh all God. of you, though, the play. pictures in that. So yeah, good. it's so funny. Anyway, so all right, real okay. quick. So that's all. Uh, that was all that, things that's, PC. That's okay. all things PC. I Okay. Let's let's go to catch up corner. <laughs> We're going my catch up corner. This is corner. Who that? Get on my corner. All right. I'm going pee, but but I'll be back. So we're back. Uh, there's a lot of chaos happening right now, folks. Mike's going to pee. Yep. Max is moving around. Uh, I'm here. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So if, for this, I'm only going to talk about one game this week. Great. A game you, I think you'll care about. Yes. Um, I finally got a chance to play the uh, Not a Hero DLC for Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. That's the free one? The free Chris Redfield uh, additional story content DLC. Yes. Uh, and I streamed all of it, so you can. I think the past broadcast should be there still on okay, Danny King Live no on e. Twitch. No E, all one word. Yep. And I gotta say, overall, I wasn't super happy. No, it, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, it's twofold. Okay. Number one. Um, so basically, the story is it takes place almost immediately after great, Resident great. Evil Seven ends. Uh, you are Chris Redfield. It yes. is. It is Chris Redfield. Yeah, like it, we, it is confirmed. It is him <laughs> in his dumpy, not muscular body. Not muscular. He is not buff oh, as shit. No. Which is contradicting to something that happens later in the game. Oh, interesting. So he's not buff. Okay. But he sounds tough. He's uh, but he doesn't. He's not the beefy Chris we all know and love okay. that punches boulders. <laughs> um, he's he's just a special forces guy. So his okay. job is to hunt down Lucas. Baker, yes. who escaped yes. during the chaos of the main game. Yeah. He he tried to kill Ethan in the birthday party scene. Yep. Uh, Ethan escaped, and then Lucas disappeared. And you mm. don't see him again. So Chris's job is to find Lucas, who has kidnapped three other uh, Umbrella agents that you have to rescue. Because here's the thing, and this was mentioned in Resident Evil 6, Umbrella is no longer a evil organization. It, right. The old Umbrella was... Put out of business, yeah. And in its place, the BSA, the BSAA took over from mm -hmm. Resident Evil Five, who right. Chris worked for, right. And they are a new umbrella now. They're a a a better umbrella, right. an umbrella that's trying to save the world. And now there's this evil organization called the Collection mm -hmm. or the Collective. I forgot exactly who are the bad bioterrorists. No. They're the ones who's who's responsible for Evelyn and Type okay. E and all that shit. Okay. So Chris has got to go and find <laughs> Lucas. So that's the setup of the game. Okay. The entire game takes place this one hour and a half long game uh -huh. uh, dlc content takes place in underground the baker's farmhouse oh okay uh or louisiana house the the, the swamp house okay. um and it is really just chris running around trying to find these agents these umbrella agents um. and there's different traps and you gotta collect certain items to go to certain areas but it's super linear uh-huh uh and it is combat heavy oh. it is 90 percent shooting mechanics great which great. is fun yeah but i was playing on xbox one oh. and i've been playing a lot of pc over the past few months <laughs> and this is the first fps i've played in a long time yeah. on console and i wanted to cut my fucking hands off <laughs> i was so slow oh my and God. inaccurate i almost tore my head off oh, no. and set my hands on fire i hated it so much i am almost thought about stopping the stream stop playing and go buy Resident Evil 7 on PC just so I could play it I didn't end up doing that but I was so miserable playing on co a first person on uh, controller funny. that I, it was bad anyway other than that 
the combat sections in um, Resident Evil 7 proper yeah. were fun, exciting, because you were low on supplies. Okay. It was life or death. Mm-hmm. Ethan wasn't a, a burly man who could, you know, punch things. But, Chris, you're a special forces officer. You're a tough guy. You immediately get a magnum. Uh, oh. You immediately get a shotgun, an auto shotty. Auto uh, like, shotty. Yeah, so you're running in guns blazing. Oh, no. They do introduce some fun mechanics. Like, there are certain enemies you need special bullet types to hurt. Okay. So you have to pick up that's the special cool. bullet types oh, yeah, as yeah. you go. That's consistent. So that's neat. Um, yeah. And there's some special weapons you can pick up along the way. Sure. Uh, but, however, oh, there's no uh, uh, herbs to heal. You have to get, like, uh, injections and stuff. Oh, that you can only okay. find in the game world. Okay. Um, but I have that being said, it, I find that the combat in the game, when it focused on the combat, wasn't as entertaining to in me one personally. Way. It just got very stale very quickly. Like, were um, you overpowered? Or no, you... I felt like um, the uh, it just the weapons weren't as fun to use uh, as, I, as okay. the weapons in the main game. I okay. felt like. Uh, the enemy types, the molded, get old, real old real fast. Huh. Even the special variants. I, I did have a problem yeah. with that in the main game. But they anyway. happen so infrequently yeah, in the main yeah. game, it didn't really bother yeah, me Yeah, but I mean, it was one of those that I wanted, like, if you even look back... I, I miss zombies. Is, I miss, like, liquors. Like, I that's miss, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's, it's even the zombie fucking, dogs. Even the insane chainsaw guy from Resident Evil 4. Like, right. I miss that guy. The, you had to fight a troll in that game? It was nuts. Yeah. Um, but the molded are so... Boring. You did. You fight a troll. Yeah, you did fight in Resident Evil 4. No, I that know. That part scared the just, shit out of me. I just me. forgot about Leon that. Leon <laughs> looks up and like he's like this big and this troll's oh, huge. God. You're like, how am I supposed to fight this? What am I supposed to I, I just have a sniper rifle. What am I going to do? Um, <laughs> much like so where I feel that in Evil Within 2, yeah. I didn't feel it in the Resident Evil DLC. Hmm. Um, but one caveat that is nice with this DLC Yo. is that you do get to punch molded in the face once they're oh, staggered. Good. Once they're staggered, you can good. and there's a whole boss you have to fight where oh. half the fight is you have to punch him. Oh yeah. Like uppercut him. So yes. it was that it's that made up points. Punching. <laughs> Doomfist. Sign me yeah. up. But it's a real I mean it is nice story wise. <laughs> it actually fills in the lore of like the evil co- company and like oh, who okay. Lucas is yeah. like in his connection to the evil company oh, interesting. and the new umbrella and what he, Chris, he was the main connection wasn't yes, he yes he was yeah. and, and like who what Chris has been up to since Resident Evil 6 and like you know God, some references to, to that game muscles? his muscles disappeared he's just a wimpy man now <laughs> uh, he, he reminds me of not, not, not to say this man's wimpy he looks like kind of David Boreanaz from Bones. Okay. Not Angel or Buffy, okay, but okay. Bones, where he's kind of like a schlebby yeah. looking dude instead uh, of like a burly dude. Um, <laughs> I think he's burly again now because he's on a new show where he's a Navy SEAL. But like, he reminded me of that. Just some white dude. And it made me sad because Chris Redfield is supposed to be a big burly man who punches things. He didn't have... He, yeah, he wasn't until uh, Resident, Resident Evil 4. Well, in, in the remake of... Yeah, I know. He was kind of a slender dude in the original Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, he, was like, he looks like a normal dude. He was dude. a rookie wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. in five, he shows up and he's like, oh, oh we're punches <laughs> boulder. I'm like, oh, this we is We have it. to get past this boulder. Puh, puh, oh my god, he punches, punches it. it. <laughs> and he somehow moves the boulder by punching yeah. it. <laughs> Resident Evil 5 is the greatest game of uh, just pure so male like, strength ever. Five and six are my favorite. They're so like, goofy. I laugh They're so schlocky. Five. five is so dumb. It's real. Six it is so... so it's like the pinnacle it's insane. of dumb. It's like, insane. It is what... Uh, it's like the Director of Robocop yeah. who didn't understand Paul Verhoeven, yeah, 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 who didn't understand the the English um, culture, yeah. the, uh, American the American culture. culture. In the 80s, yeah, that's what I felt like. Six, six. is yeah. like I don't understand what action films are, <laughs> yeah. but I think these are what 
consists of it. Do you remember the fight against that big thing in the city with Wesker's son? You oh, have to run around yes. Rooftops. Yes. It was the dumbest thing I've I've ever played. I've played that game so many <laughs> times. And I laughed so hard every time I played it. It, it, it brought me so much joy. So, so is that what we should stream next? Oh, my oh, yeah. God. I would laugh so, the whole stream. Uh, to wrap up real quick for the catch-up corner. Resident Evil 7, yes. I still love very dear. The main game is very good. Great. It I is. think it's a it's solid experience. really good. The Not a Hero DLC, not as solid. In my opinion, not as solid. Are, now, if I played it on PC, maybe I'd have a different perspective. Are there other DLCs? There is. There, okay. So there was this other one called End of Zoe, mm -hmm. which okay. takes place after Not a Hero. Oh. And it's about uh, Jack Baker's brother. Wow. Okay. Coming to the house to try and find yeah. Zoe. Wow. Yeah. Um, now, I, I don't think I'm going to play that. Yeah. Because honestly, I think I'm kind of done. With okay. Resident Evil I, I might pick that up. Yeah, you should pick that up. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Yes, sir. Let's say I'm an audience member. Yeah. Hi, I'm Hi. an audience hey. member. Hey, audience member. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Would you like Hi. a hot dog? <laughs> or a drink. And, or a drink. And, and coming into the game, if yeah. Yeah. I didn't own it. Yeah. And there's like a Ultimate Edition. Get it. Okay. Yeah, get yeah, it. Because yeah. it's only okay. gonna be like fifty bucks. 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. even let's say if the ultimate edition sixty bucks, you get all the DLC. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of what I'm asking. Is I, if I, it's worth it in the sense because I love the main game. Yeah. But now playing the main game at this time, yeah. not when it first released. Right. But now, if I were to buy it, I probably wouldn't spend more than thirty bucks on the main game. Right. But the question is, the is like, if you were to buy the game at yeah. full price today, sixty bucks. Um, if it came with everything, yeah, on PC I think it'd be a delightful yeah, I mean, experience. I mean, like, I would argue that even with the the atmosphere and the, the amount of changes that they they created, even going from third person to first person, yeah. I think it warrants the sixty dollars just for the base game. Like, I, yeah. I love that what they did with it because it is, yeah, it is it is consistent with the lore. However ridiculous five and six were, it's, it's, yeah. they brought it back. With the, but it's funny because with yeah. the DLC, it accentuates the worst parts of the main game, I feel like. <laughs> where I was like, when yeah. you get on the yeah. ship, yeah. that's where it starts to kind of fall apart because it's yeah. like bioterrorism and yeah. espionage. And like, you're like, oh. But it, it, it's still, and that was the worst part of Six was when oh, they started yeah. dealing with that shit. It, and it was, and, and I feel like Not a Hero <laughs> double sound. There's a double female sound, character okay. that's talking to you the whole time. You don't know who the fuck it is. <laughs> I don't know if it's Jill. I don't know if it's um, a yeah. player. Like, I don't know who he's talking to. He's like, I gotta find Lucas Baker. It's yeah. totally like well, Japanese, Resident like Evil. classic yeah. Resident Evil hokiness. <laughs> it's the kind it's of like, thing. Oh my God, I love this Chris, so much. Like, you gotta run and get the nitroglycerin from the thing. Hurry up. Like, it's it's well, totally like old school Resident it, Evil. It, it's the thing, like, when I would watch any Japanese or Chinese or Korean, like, flick, yeah. the, there's this consistent trope that they do basically a character female or male yeah they would like talk to the yeah, character yeah. but what they would do <laughs> is they would just walk past them yeah and they're like looking off to the distance but they're still talking to them well, but no, they're like looking off to the distance this is even worse that she's oh only on a, she's only on a comm device you never but, see but it. that's the thing right like it's incredibly <laughs> cheesy but they yeah. keep doing it yeah. they did it in shin godzilla yeah and i'm like Oh my god, this film is so good. Stop doing this because this makes it so cheesy. Oh, man. It's so good. So, but God, yeah. look at the person when you're talking to them. Don't look off into the sunset so, yes, so dramatically. Mike, Mike to, to answer your question, any audience member yeah. curious, pick up 
Resident Evil 7 when you can with all the DLC because there is some fun little DLC in there. Yeah. Like, I really dug the escape room thing. That yeah. was cute. The blackjack one was kind of mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a horde mode thing, which is kind of neat. Where yep. I actually like the combat in the horde mode because it's oh. unique in the sense, like, you have to, like, it kind of reminds me of Call of Duty Zombies where you yeah, have to build yeah. resources oh, all the time. Oh, God, I love Call of so Duty it, Zombies. So it's kind of neat. But again, the molded are super boring. So yep. it's like, eh, I wish there were zombies. Um... Unfortunately, I will say not a hero was wasn't great in my no. opinion. But but it's free. But it's free. So yeah. who am I to complain? Anyway, that's it for the gaming corner. We have another huge segment right now that I really want to get live into. game update. Live game update. It's live. Live game updates. Lime game I think updates. I, I said lime. I meant live game updates. Real quick. Okay, I'm gonna rail through these real fast. Okay. Do it. Um, Do so, it. Do it. Fortnite. Yes. Fortnite, Fortnite had a massive update this past week of recording where they changed the map a little bit. There's only one map in Battle Royale Fortnite right, right now. Right now, yep. And, it's you know, it's kind of neat. It had points of interest throughout. It's, you know, uh, across the island. Yeah. But they added a shit ton more on the east coast of the island. They added five new points of interest. Really? Yeah, on the map. One of them is an entire, uh, well, not a huge, but a city. With huh. multi-story buildings, which is a first in Fortnite. That like, is true. Fortnite did not have skyscrapers <clears throat> or like five-level buildings. Five levels. Yeah, That's more yeah, than, it's uh, five PUBG. stories. Yeah, it's tall, and every floor is accessible, unlike wow. PUBG. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> and it is becoming quickly, uh, you know, a very um, streamable, popular, popular and yeah. streamable game because it's like very unpredictable. Before Fortnite was like it's hectic up front, then it's a lot of mm-hmm. like running and like building and yeah. trying to get to the circle. Now there's so many little battle zones, you're constantly running and fighting. Oh, that's so interesting. Uh, and it's really neat. And yeah. you know, there's been little updates here and there in the game, you know, boogie bombs, they changed they made silence pits pistols now. So you have uh yeah, silence pistols that can go halfway across the fucking map. So it's hilarious when you can <laughs> shoot a person halfway across the map oh, with them. No. Yeah. It's really hilarious. Boogie bombs. Yeah. It's a grenade that if you throw, it makes people uncontrollably dance for a little bit. <laughs> so you get a free shot off. Uh, yeah. If you have a rocket launcher, great. Good for you. Um, Mike is showing us a thing. Oh, I don't oh, know no, what no, it is. I'm trying thing. to talk about. Oh, yay. All right. 102 followers on our Instagram. Congratulations to us. Anyway. So, yeah. Huge we Fortnite update. Max. Oh. Yeah, it's oh. great. Congratulations to us. Um, All right. <laughs> so, All right. huge Fortnite update. Uh, yeah. It seemed to be very successful. They announced over 30 million downloads of the That's game across great. all platforms. Yeah. Pretty big deal. Epic is killing it. Yeah. And But yeah, I'm really, I'm going to try and get on the new map. I might stream some this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Of the new map. If anyone wants to join me, yeah, feel free. Um, yeah, I'm really, and they already announced, they teased that they're working on like five different game modes uh, that they're going to test out. insane. They're going to test out over the course of the year, like five different modes. That's insane. And, you know, nothing's permanent, nothing's temporary, but but its but. its its potential is pretty extraordinary. So, yeah, big news for Fortnite. It, it's killing it, and we will continue to keep an eye out on that. And if you enjoy Fortnite, let us know, because I actually do want to talk to more people that play Fortnite, because I, yeah, I want to get their I, I, consensus as, on it. As, as much as I hate... Um, I don't hate, but as much you as I don't like third like person, third person yeah. I feel feel like Fortnite has such great potential. I think it's be- yeah, it, it it really is trying things. It's taking the battle royale genre 
and making it fun, whereas PUBG was more, I think, oppressive and very like well, serious. I, and, like, I mean, you know, PUBG PUBG's beauty is that simplicity. it's a sandbox. Yeah, it's simplicity. But PUBG's like North Korea. Oh God. <laughs> well, no, PUBG PUBG's Fortnite's like, like Gandhi on a nuke. <laughs> <laughs> PUBG is like this uh, really poor neighborhood with a single sandbox, and the rest everybody has is fun filled in. That in. Sandbox. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's filled by imagination. That's yeah. what makes it great. Uh, For Fortnite is like rich kids <laughs> having sandbox with slides and pools and, and all like these laser things. tag matches. Yeah, it, like it's super fun, but it doesn't require that much imagination because right. the imagination is done for yeah. you. Which I'm okay with. Which yeah. I'm I'm but okay with both. The whole building yeah. mechanic, which where imagination which can I explode. still have not gotten into. I that haven't much. gotten no. into it at all. No, but I it. see Jesse building a bunch of stuff. I'm like <laughs> pressing Q. I'm like, wait, do I have enough materials? Yeah. <laughs> and then Pip Snipe. Oh, yeah. oh I'm <laughs> So I want to get more into Fortnite because I think it's really fun. Oh yeah. um, my god, it's real, so okay. much fun. I didn't talk about this let's, last week. Let's, oh. I want to talk about So Bungie this real one, quick. Let, me, let me preface this with nothing brings me more joy yeah. than this next Mike, topic. I feel like Mike's not allowed to comment on this. Because I'm he just, just going like, to sit and smile and listen. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, going to judgingly look at you both. I want to answer Mike's question <laughs> okay. from like like a, a, a months ago. Okay. Months he ago. asked me yeah. when I was done with Destiny. Okay. When like, where is my break line? Okay. Was where like, I'm just kind of done. I think I'm at it. I so, think I'm so done. So what happened? So what had happened was <laughs> earlier this month uh-huh. uh, or a couple weeks ago, they released a developer update. Okay. State of State of Destiny. That's good. The development update of the year. Yeah. And they made a bunch of lists of things that they were going to work on and fix. That was different um, from wait okay. from the other update that okay. came out months ago. Got it. This one, they were like, we're going to address all these problems. We're going to okay. add new masterwork armor, like yeah. the masterwork weapons that yeah. are going to give you, you know, meaningful grinds. And Great. We're going to rework the mod system. Okay. We're going to reintroduce 6v6 PvP. Uh, we're going to 4v4 right now. Right now. It, they'll still have 4v4, but they're also going to have 6v6. Great. We're introducing a, a ranking system for competitive play. Oh, that's great. great uh, with news. numbers. Uh, so they said all these things. And a lot of it was like, these here are some things we're gonna rework the rewards and raids so they're more meaningful and shit like that. Okay. So there was a lot of stuff that's like that's coming out in an update end of July, right? And then okay. again in February with their Crimson Days event or whatever their their Crimson next Days. event their uh, Valentine's Day event. Oh. So they're like we have all these changes coming. And I'm like cool. A lot of it was vague because it was like oh we're working on this we're going this this will come does. yeah summer fall. So everyone's like okay not really a great substantial update but it's something yeah we'll keep an eye out sure. Then, as of this past week, Bungie yeah. uh, updated Destiny 2 okay. to allow access for faction rallies and Iron Banner across all accounts. And like before, you had to have the DLC in order to uh, part- participate in faction rallies and Iron Banner. That's good. So then they updated it, and now everyone can play. Okay. So faction rallies came out. Yeah. People started playing. So back. So the whole thing with fa- faction rallies is you do different game modes. To get tokens for a faction you're representing, yeah. Tell me, then you you put those tokens and you get rewards back, yeah, and uh, clan specific rewards. Sure, really neat faction specific rewards. I like it. So people got in there, yeah, and then they noticed they started doing lost sectors, and that was a you know casual way to get tokens. You run in, do a lost sector, loot the chest, run out, do it again, over and over. Hey, that's how you want to play, whatever. Sure. So a player went in, yeah, did it a couple times and noticed they stopped getting tokens after their second attempt, and they're like. Hey, 
why am I not getting tokens anymore? Okay. Uh, so then Reddit it put on their investigative cap and started breaking down number by fucking number huh. why people weren't getting tokens. Turns out uh, Bungie added a nerf to token collectibles in Lost Sectors. Okay. So you couldn't loot more than twice for every 10 minutes or something. There was like a massive cooldown okay. on Lost Sectors. Right. So people were like, okay, uh, I guess that we'll just do uh, you know public events because that's all we can do now to really get meaningful tokens. Okay. Then, uh, and Bungie didn't tell anybody about this, by the way. They said that they were going to work on cooldowns, but they didn't specifically call out Lost Sectors beforehand. Sure. Okay. Then... Bungie's like, oh, yeah, we looked into... Or, like, we're looking into it, you know, yeah. that, that tweet. And then they said, oh, yeah, no, we did that intentionally. Uh-huh. Okay, sure. Like, a week out, or five days, or four days, or whatever, after they were caught already. Okay. Then, people got their tokens. They're like, okay, season, this is a new season, season two. Yeah. There's supposed to be a bunch of new weapons, bunch of new armor, all this stuff. Yep. Here we go. I'm turning in my tokens. Yep. Why am I... I'm not getting any faction rewards. I'm oh. not getting any faction weapons or armor. What's going on? Okay. And then... Bungie, which they didn't tell anybody, they said, oh, when you turn in engrams, it, you're not guaranteed faction weapons. It's oh, over a cumulative, no. over the course of the event, you can buy those from the vendor or whatever. You can't get them from, from engrams. No, 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 from the faction oh, vendor. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's not like you, so you could just turn an engram, you could get a chance at a weapon or armor from okay. your faction. But now, I guess with, maybe it's just weapons, you can't get... Uh, faction weapons from tokens anymore. You can only get it through the event itself, through like buying them from the vendor or when your faction wins. And Bungie oh. didn't tell anybody that. Ooh. And then they were like, yeah, our bad. So, oh. Right? And they said, oh, yeah, we messed up. We'll do better next time. Come on, man. Right? So this opened up a huge discussion where it's like, <sighs> They've done this three times in a row. Yeah. Three events in a row yeah. where they've done something where they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we Sorry. screwed up. We'll fix it next time. <laughs> and they even delayed faction rallies uh, a month so they can fix this stuff, and they made it worse. So I, I think I can officially say yeah. until Bungie does something severely drastic, I am putting away Destiny 2, and I'm probably not going to pick it up again for the foreseeable future. Because it's just like, they are refusing yeah. to listen to their player base. They'll, they'll do the whole thing like, we're working well, on it. Well, it's the whole thing but of it's like, like, see what we can get away with, right? right? Like, like, can I say... I know, right. yes, Mike, I know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Can I say... <laughs> I told you so. I know. I, I know. don't think you would have been able to no, predict. No, I, I did not predict this. Okay. I'm not stating that I predicted this specific scenario of yes. them doing these specific acts. Yes. What I said... Uh-huh. Is they are going to react uh-huh. exactly like they did in Destiny Two, uh-huh. in which or Destiny One, in Destiny One, yeah. in which they do not listen to the fan base, that they pull the same shit of trying to figure yeah. out ways to get more money out of their fan yeah. base because they have yeah. Bungie has this, and I get it. Yeah, Halo, the Halo franchise back in the day. Mm-hmm is one of the all-time greatest gaming franchises ever. I mean, I would put it up there with... <laughs> I know you disagree. Most successful. One of the most successful, I Most successful. I would put it up there in terms of gameplay-wise. Yeah. Well, no, 
Gameplay-wise is eh, you know. Yeah, but it it redefined a first-person shooter on console. On console, yes, absolutely. absolutely. It redefined it. Stories, for the most part, were pretty damn good. Yep. Yeah, Halo 3 and 1 were fantastic. Reach Fan- is, I, I would argue, Reach is Bungie's best game they've ever made. Reach was yeah. fun. Yeah, I and it's Reach. like, yeah. They they hit many milestones yeah. that a lot of other games try to do. And in name recognition, yeah. I would say it's almost up there with Mario. Like you oh, Master can, Chief? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, not yeah. necessarily even iconic the character, character, but iconic franchise brand. Absolutely. It is up there. Yeah. And I think Bungie has that dedicated fan base that wants that same feeling of gaming with your friends. Because the thing that Halo did that no other console game was doing at the time, you could hook up multiple Xboxes Mm -hmm. and play games together. Uh, Even Mario Kart on 64, you couldn't do that. You could play play four people. And then the other 12 people or eight people or whatever yeah. were not people. They were AI. <laughs> right. So you could do four people, yep. which is fun. It is. It's a lot of people. Yeah. But you couldn't do more than that. Halo said, fuck that. We're going to fix this problem. Yeah. You want 16 people playing? Guess what? You got 16 people playing. Yeah. If you have enough Xboxes. Here's the thing. That's twofold. It's like, just... yes, I agree with you. So I believe, like, to, to end yeah, the statement yeah. is, I believe Bungie has a dedicated group of people who remember those days, yeah. the good days of gaming with friends, essentially online. Yeah. They have that dedicated fan base. And I think yeah. that fan base sticks around a good chunk of them do. Most In of hope- that fan base, though, yeah. to be fair, is from Destiny 1. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, like, the Halo audience, I think, probably mm-hmm. is mo- smaller than you think. But see, I and think, I think uh, a majority I, is I, Destiny I just, 1 audience. But I don't That's think Destiny thing. 1 audience would have had the audience without Bungie having Halo. Well, I think I think Destiny 2 kind of brought in new audience, and yeah. then now it's kind of like a short-lived. I, I really, I honestly yeah. don't feel like the the... There, there is a certain fan base that don't care about any of this. That's they're, true. They're just they're remembering just the first just playing, 80% yeah. of Destiny 2, and that's yeah. fine. But, yeah, I agree. Like, it, this is the third time that Bungie did this, and I'm like, and, hey, you know what? Mike, I hate to admit it, but I'm going to move on to Overwatch. And yeah. I have been for the last couple of months, and yep. I haven't played oh, Destiny 2. Well, and and here's the thing, real quick. It's like, also with that, like... We went through, and Mike is going to laugh at this, the same exact shit with Destiny 1. The Destiny same 1 to a T, except for Eververse. It's the only big change. Yeah, sure. But yeah. everything else was basically the same. But yeah. we were okay with it because it's a new IP, and it's like, yes. hey, they're figuring shit out. Yeah. We're at the ground floor. We're, we're figuring shit we're, out. We're the, we're the ones we're that the got, we're, we're the ones that got broken up in the first yeah. ex-girlfriend, and yeah. then now we're like... Broken up with the second ex-girlfriend, but we're like, hey, you know what? I've seen this before. I know what to do this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what to do. I'm gonna wait it's just it out. Sad. It makes me. I sad. got other yeah. Overwatch girl over there next Fortnite, door. Fortnite, you know. Corner, and I'm gonna keep an eye on Bl- Blizzard. I'm not gonna be like, I'm never gonna play a Blizzard oh, game again. Or a, I don't know, you will Bungie. always play Blizzard games. I don't know. If they, well, no, if wow, they do the like, same thing yeah. to me, I will have the same reaction. You know what I mean? It's no longer about no, who's the prettiest, who's got the fanciest yeah. thing. If you treat me the same way as this other ex girlfriend did, nope. Like, I'm, I'm honestly, out. like, I until, don't. Yeah. Until they fix it, then I'll come back. So here's what my caveat. Yeah. In this live game update thing, 
until Destiny Two does something major or Bungie makes a really positive improvement, yeah, we're not. I'm not. I'm not talking about Destiny Two. Let's see what Anthem brings. Talk, yeah, Anthem. I yeah. want to talk about Anthem. I want to talk they, about. They like, have a big. I know it's a shitty company. Yeah, but they have a big opportunity. Oh yeah. If yeah. you know they approach has, this yeah. game correctly, yeah, it could reset. It could be the reset button for EA. Here's yeah. the other thing. You know who else has a big like fucking haymaker? Yeah, Gearbox. They've been silent really? of Borderlands 3 for so long. Uh, what if out of fucking nowhere... The last time they mentioned anything about Borderlands 3, and yeah. I don't even think they said it out loud. Yeah. Was that tech like, demo? They, that they did tech, the tech demo, demo. Of, yeah. the, of the 3D system they're working in. Yeah. And they mentioned Halo 3, and I don't even know if it was by... Well, Halo 3. Borderlands 3, yeah. and I don't even know if it was by name. <laughs> But they said like an upcoming game, an upcoming, an upcoming game, game set like and they they the Gearbox visuals they showed has were all but confirmed they are working on Borderlands three, which does not surprise me because I still love Borderlands two and honestly that is one game that may be able to take me away from Halo. Well, from uh, Halo's on the my fucking <laughs> yeah, today. Overwatch, but here's Overwatch, the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. If what if out of fucking nowhere yeah. in uh, E three or whatever in summer they're like, guess what, Borderlands three. Uh, end of 2018, like fall 2018, like one, it will annihilate the, the one looter thing shooter I market see, if it's yeah. good. If it's good, yeah. I'm sure is the caveat. Like, like the thing yeah. is, like I fuck from, anthem from like if Borderlands three comes out, like from its perspective. Oh, well, I know it's gonna be first person, so obviously. Yes. But like, <laughs> I mean the uh, from the perspective of someone that's dedicating more time into a single game Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to have to because this is you're talking to a guy. You are Mr. Borderlands, man. So yeah. enthusiastic about Wolfenstein. Oh, that's true. But the new Colossus, I've yet to play Aww. it because of Overwatch. Yeah, you know? and, and, and it's fine because like I know I have it. I can Good play job, whenever. Blizzard. There's another guy. There's another game that I've been really itching to play. That's uh um. What was it called? It's, it's by an indie developer, but it's like supposed to be like the next Quake. It's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Um, but it's I I have to have a game that I would either play with my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I thought like something like a single player, a compelling single player, like Wolfenstein: uh, New Colossus. Clearly, that is not the case. I I, I I'm pretty sure I'm reserved. To playing Overwatch from yeah. now on. I would still disband. probably break away. Like, I would probably replace my World of Warcraft time mm-hmm. with Borderlands 3 mm-hmm. if I, I knew will. it was a thing. Because my my only hope with it is, yeah. is that it's I don't need it to be like World of Warcraft level open world yeah. right. to where everybody can exist in the same plane. No, I just need hubs. But I hope there's more than four players that you can have in a game. Yeah, I, I, I want a I comprehensive like co-op yeah. game that I could be like, hey, I'll play with three of you imagine guys, if four we of could you guys, play, six Imagine if like, even like six to eight people playing Borderlands at the same time. I would be and running much though, isn't it? I, I like, don't think so because if you're playing through... All right, four, four to five. is where they're already like, at. Because I remember I playing Borderlands to two with you guys, and yeah. we were all over the place. And that yeah. was three of that us. That was three of us. Yeah, imagine but, six people. But no, that's exciting to me. It's, I love. The, think about the game. The game is chaos anyway. It is, and that's what I love about six like people. adding six to eight people total. Six to what eight. I like, I, yeah. what I like. You know what I think would be neat is if they, you know, you go into instances. Where it's just you and your team, up mm-hmm. to four people, but then you go into these hubs 
where there are a shit ton of players, maybe like twelve player it, it, maximum on the server or whatever, yeah. or sixteen players. If you want, and then and then you can go into instances where there are big arenas where you oh can have God, more guys. characters. This is like, this is this is so exciting to me because this <laughs> this means this is not even reality, people. Max excited about there, there nothing. There is a game right now. Right now, we can play that I can buy you guys because it's dirt cheap. That we. Up to twelve people can play co-op. What is it? And I'm talking about Serious Sam. I have Serious Sam. Serious Sam. Up to twelve people. Let's do it. And it's linear enough. Let's give all the people. Twelve people. Let's just end the podcast and go play right guys. I haven't installed any of them. It is like the bullet shooter, but in first person. You're gonna have like thousands upon thousands of people on the screen, enemies, and it's just twelve of us. With our mini guns, you know, it is insane. But the cool thing about Borderlands is the tech, the the guns, like the the looter shooter aspect of it. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the looter shooter, like the, the, so the gazillion, yeah. the gazillion guns thing, yeah. right? Because like it's it's up to, it, it's the destiny problem. You mm-hmm. have dozens upon dozens, hundreds of guns, but there's only certain ones. The exotic the ones meta. are the ones that are yeah. actually count because those are the ones that are distinct. Uh, uh, but anyway, Borderlands Two yeah. is the same thing. We're gonna yeah. keep an eye on yep. on Borderlands. Great. No more Destiny talk. We're done with for now. Yep. That. All right. So, so Destiny, quick. Bungie done went and fucked up and really pissed off Jesse. This I'm time. really annoyed yeah. at Bungie. Um, I, yeah, lastly, I we're. I mean, this is 90 percent an Overwatch podcast, but uh, there's gonna be some new skins coming out for yeah. Overwatch. We got a big update on the we're 23rd. We're not sponsored by Blizzard, not by the yet. way. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> hey, hey, we Jeff do, we do love them. Can you give me some loot boxes? Actually, can you just make my fucking skin? account can accessible just, can we, across my Xbox and PC. I'd really love that. Can we just like tour the Blizzard? Oh yeah, we could tour Blizzard. I can make that. Happen. Anyway, but um, I might be able to so make that happen too. January twenty third. Mm. Um, there's gonna be a big update to Overwatch. They're gonna yes. finally release Blizzard World or Blizz World. <gasps> yeah, uh, new map. But also, I think more more that. important yes. is we're getting new. Uh, so many new skins. Well, new Blizz World skins that yes. are limited, but. New skins that are available to the base loot pool yeah, of the game forever. Which, when's the last time they've done that? Not since the release of the game. Yeah. yeah. So, like, this so. is a huge... Now, Jeff Kaplan and them were saying that hopefully this will be a seasonal thing. Yeah. That every season they'll add new oh, that's skins awesome. What's every season? Base. Every comp season? No, 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 no. no, no like, no, no, like no. every three or four months. Like, yeah. still pretty add, recent. Yeah, maybe, yeah. like, twice a year. Maybe twice wow. a year. Um, They'll add yeah. new skins, but Jess, not for Jesse's everybody. not committing them to anything. Thing. No, I. This is so a rumor. Like every, every this was a rumor I heard on the, yeah, yeah. on the on the Blizzard forums yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that they said they were thinking about adding them every few months, new skins to the loot pool, yeah. just so everyone can buy. Yeah. Now, uh, hopefully, these are a thousand gold. I'm hoping so. Um, Even um, three thousand gold. I mean, like it's it, a higher end. I mean, yeah. those are the event exclusive skins that are three thousand. Yeah. But um, the, uh, they've only shown off a couple so far. They showed Farah. They showed a new legendary the Anubis, skin. For, yeah, uh, the skin. Anubis, yeah, the Anubis uh, skin. Is cool. They showed a Maria, a cute marionette uh, highlight that screen. Sombra, yeah, the Sombra one. one. Yeah, that was, that was so Reaper cute. Yeah, yeah. Sombra comes back yeah. into the meta because she is fantastic. But yeah, January twenty third. We're gonna talk about it next week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have more info week. at that point. All right. We got. Really, we got wrap. Really excited. God damn, Jesse's gotta go. We gotta go. But um, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse needs dinner. But um, so. Yeah, we're going to talk about that next week. We're going to talk yep. about a bunch of more shit next week. Yep. But as for this week, that's it. Yep. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening. Yep. Please let us, let us know what you uh, think about the new format, if you're enjoying it. 
If you think it sucks, just if, tell if us. If you think it sucks, you can tell us. We're not going to change. We're not going to change. Uh, podcast at DankyKane.com. <laughs> we haven't checked the email in four All years, but um, we'll check it eventually. We love you. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on the email. Don't uh, leave me. Facebook. Just, just remember, if you approach us first on uh, DreamHack in Man. about five months from now, what do we I will buy you a drink. A and I'll choice. buy you a hot dog. No, I no, no. Jesse's buying a hot dog. you got to buy some milk. Mike's going uh, to so, kiss you. Yeah. Right on the lips. Right on the lips. You know, if, if that gets us <laughs> If he's drunk enough, uh, he might do it. I'm, I mean, I'd kiss you right now. I don't know. <laughs> I think there are existing listeners. So if it makes, if it means if continued Scott wants, existence. If Scott listeners. wants to fly down a dream hack. And, and get a kiss from me. And he'll get a kiss well, from me. Scott, buy your tickets now. Though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Room. Well, that's it for this I week. I like to cuddle. <laughs> we, 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 we thank you for listening. Yep. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. All right. See, see you next week. Bye. Oh, Bye. Bye. <laughs>